Yes, hi, hello, welcome back to Gooncast, the podcast that we use to kill eight people. I am Saber0307, uh, James, uh, hack fraud and Twitch streamer, and uh, yeah. Sweet Jojo You're joined out. by us. Hello. Your, your, your lovely possible murder victims. Uh, I was not, murder victims. <laughs> I was not expecting that opening. Uh, hi, so once again, I am uh, Cat Attack, aka the Attack Cat on Twitch. Um, I'm a dialogue designer by day, horror writer slash artist by night. Word, and it's your boy Lee Alder, the Valley Jester, uh, fantasy horror writer. And uh, once again, I'm 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 seeing heavy readings on the EMF tracker. We I, I, I detect an enemy spirit. We've got another goon with us in the room. Oh, I'm here. Ooh. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> Yet another honorary goon enters the fray. It's Banana Boat. Hello, I'm Banana Boat. Uh, on here and on Twitch and in life, I have no identity. I'm a ghost. <laughs> Same as it ever was. Guys, ever was. guys, did you hear that? <laughs> guys, are you, are you getting that? My hair is standing on end. <laughs> Just play, play it back again slower. It, 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 it means us harm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm pressing the playback button. Oh my god! So, in case you haven't gathered, we're here to talk about spooky shit. Ghost hunting. Ooh. I mean, over time, kind of without even planning on it becoming such, this podcast has just become a horror podcast. Yeah. But um, we are, yeah, specifically going to talk about spookies of the ethereal and otherworldly nature today. And how evil yeah, dies because <laughs> no, no, not again. No, no it's not going to die Never tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, this um, this pot. Well, this crew in particular um has done a lot in terms of like. Supernatural horror and specifically ghost hunting. Um, so we felt finally it was time to kind of delve into, uh, well, a genre I truly love that is definitely, I, I love it for how terrible it is, not how, how brilliant it is. And that is the found footage genre. Um, <laughs> and very particularly, we're going to be talking about three films, I guess. I guess two can, found can footage we call films. Them films. Uh, we can call one of them a film. <laughs> okay. it just, it just, it just, we watched some cinema. Yeah. yeah, some cinema. We watched some snuff that was on a VHS tape <laughs> in a parking lot of a liquor store. El Topo? <laughs> you and know we damn well and, which and one. We are truly haunted. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Around La Cienega, you all know which liquor store. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh... So so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start the podcast off talking about some um, uh, some viewing experiences we had, uh, and then go into what has largely become probably the biggest part of Saber's channel, at least. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> the ghosts that haunt him. The ghosts that haunt him. <laughs> the ghosts of QA past. Yeah. <laughs> the his, ghost of his, Balan past. His dead, tired anime eyes. Yeah. Just, always watching. I just used the spirit box and the voice just says, Hey Jackie, check out the rack on the brunette to your right. No, no, <laughs> oh my god. Other right. It's like, no, not again. 
Don't yeah, make right. me do this. So you watched Grave Encounters <laughs> so, 1 and 2. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about them. All right. Um, so I, I will I will kick this off briefly because I, I, I think I'm the one who recommended these movies. You <laughs> fucking monster. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so to to somewhat excuse myself, but really not. I have there's no excuse. Uh, I am just like unapologetically, unironically obsessed with found footage movies. There's just something about the like level of just jank you can get away with. Like they're they're just my ultimate like comfort food movie. Like where I'm like, oh, I'm I'm working on something. I just need something in the background to just like soothe me, so I just I can just get my work done. Pop on some shitty ghost hunting, some shitty fake ghost hunting movie. Um, and in particular, Grave Encounters 1 is one that stands out because it's actually kind of one of the good ones in some ways. Um, in found footage so, terms. Yeah. In found footage terms, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. You're grading on a curve. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a really a low very bar. very significant curve. It's a very <laughs> yes. low bar. Yeah, I, I say that though, where I'm in the same boat as you, and I remember uh, when we first met each other, and we'd been t- getting into cinema talks and film talks. We discovered that we both were fi- horror fans, and then from that, also found footage fans. Because I remember kind of being like, Cloverfield really opened the door, and you're like, Oh my god, I love found footage, and I was like, Yes, my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fellow kind of enjoyers think- of schlock. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, like. So, and in particular, Grave Encounters has a special place in my heart because it's cribbing on all of the ghost shows that I used to watch when I was younger. Like, you know, Travel Channel and, and like, History Channel would just have, like, a bunch of dudes take a bunch of cameras and random equipment into random houses throughout, like, the U.S. and, like, abroad and just be like, we're hunting ghosts! And... Some of them were were fun and interesting, and then some of them were ghost adventures. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, just the biggest, like, hack frauds of all time. And that's essentially what, like, Grave Encounters is sort of not really parodying, but just sort of, like, referencing. Like, they, they literally have a... The, the premise of the movie is that it's this real footage... Um, kind of cobbled together from episodes of a or like the final episode of a of a doomed like ghost hunting show uh, where they go into this asylum and it turns out that way more than they fucking bargained for. Um, But like initially you're kind of led to um, led to believe in the fiction of the film that it's supposed to be real footage of a documentary show from one of these like travel channel type things. Uh, and they even like have an, a like a fake intro with the uh, uh, like Lance Preston, the main character guy. Uh, Lance that's literally fucking Preston. It's exactly Zach Baggins' intro for from Ghost Adventures. Like, there's no there's no hiding it. It's just like, yep, this is this is our Zach Baggins. <laughs> He's pretty. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The the crew that they compile for this is is wonderful because like you're you're checking all the boxes of like okay you got a couple expendable camera guys mm-hmm. uh you've you've got the zach baggins homage and then they bring in this fucking warlock this <laughs> leathery faced yep. mick jagger yep. looking bastard 
Yeah, yeah, the psychic, which is this, a staple yeah. of, you know, like these ghost hunting. God, like I remember I remember watching like I think it was Ghost Hunters or Ghost Hunters International, and they would just have somebody who's like, oh, I have a divining rod, and that's going to be what we use for evidence this time. And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they've, always, not. they've always got that guest character where they're like, oh, we're, we're sensing such a powerful energy here. We, we need to bring in a medium. We need to bring in a professional. Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. dude will walk in with like the little circular black sunglasses and like six scarves and a bunch of wrist accessories looking mm-hmm. like Johnny Depp 10 years ago. <laughs> Like, oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, I yep. can feel the power radiating off this guy. Or or Bess is like the extremely Midwestern lady who's just like a lady. Oh, <laughs> and she's, oh, like, yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, I'm sensing so many spirits in here. <laughs> it's real spooky up in here. <laughs> yeah, clutching her pearls. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Um, the grave fucking encounters. When, when this yeah. came out... This was in the middle of the found footage, like, resurgence, right? Mm-hmm. This was, like, 2010 or 2011, okay? Yeah, this was, like, immediately post-paranormal activity, where it's just, like, everyone kind of wanted that slice of the pie where, oh, we can make them, you know, all you have to do really is get decent enough cameras, but you don't really have to worry too much about anything else, like... God, God knows they didn't worry about the script, you know? Like, well, that's, that's the frightening thing about found footage horror, specifically in general, yeah. is all you need, really, is a half-decent camera or two mm-hmm. and enough hacks that think they could write. Now, yes. I'm not saying that there might be a, a goon uh, found footage horror film that could be possible because we're a bunch of hack writers with yeah. some half-decent cameras. Yeah. But... <laughs> Graven, yeah, Grave Encounters was part of that part of that wave that was like starting to start trying to trying to capitalize on that market back in the day. And yeah, I think someone mentioned, uh, but Amber, I think you mentioned Cloverfield as one of like the the better examples of something to come mm-hmm. out of it. And wasn't Cloverfield uh, one of like? Oh well, no, I guess Blair Witch was probably like the OG <laughs> found footage. Yes, uh, I believe the Lost Signal came first, but oh. nobody ever saw that one. So Blair Witch was like the. Like, everybody always likes to be like, um, actually, there's this one other movie, but it's like, no, 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 it's Blair Witch. Like, let's, let's be yeah. real. Like, what? Mainstream. What's thing, yeah, what's the thing that made it popular, guys? Blair Witch. Yeah. Blair, Blair Witch wasn't um, the first, but it, it definitely caused the genre to explode. Like, yeah. And, then, and it, you could get technical and be like, um, actually, it wasn't Lost Signal. It was Cannibal Holocaust. And it's like, yeah, but well, no animals yeah. were killed in Blair Witch. You yeah. Fuck. yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, this this was part of a second wave that like that. I, okay, I have a soft spot for Grave Encounters, but this was part of a second wave that kind of sucked. Like there was a late two yes. thousands well, uh, release with Cloverfield Wreck, which is fucking a yes. masterpiece. Yeah, and then we had like this, and VHS came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I would say it sucked in that like none of them are particularly good. But it rocked for me because, oh, my God, so much content. I mean, and like they were churning them out. At, at least it was for just me, continuous. At, at least for me, there's a couple that were noteworthy. Like like I was mentioning in our viewing the other day. I love the last exorcism until the last five minutes of the movie. I think that's a genuinely yeah. Yeah, that's great fair. fucking movie mm-hmm. until the last mm-hmm. five minutes when it just there's a shits the bed there's a couple of there's a couple of them that i think have good ideas at their heart and just no no real means of executing on them at all Mm -hmm. um like there was one i there was one i watched where i remember watching it or 
half watching it, right? I remember half watching it and being like, oh, wow, they actually did something kind of interesting with this. I thought it was just going to be a, you know, a basic ass found footage movie, but they kind of went in a direction I found intriguing. And I realized on rewatching with other people that I was like, oh, like half of that was in my head, just like theory crafting after the fact. <laughs> and, and the movie itself doesn't really give a whole lot of interesting stuff beyond that. Um, but but yeah, the the found footage genre is uh, kind of special in that. I mean, horror in general, I feel like has a lot of bad entries. Yeah, found footage is just like that cranked up to eighteen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the it's, thing it's... that I've always oh, go, go ahead. No, no. I was gonna just say that, like, the thing that always drew me to found footage, and, and especially in horror, because I've always been a horror fan and sci-fi fan, mm-hmm. was though I love cinematography and like Alien is probably my favorite sci-fi horror, and like it just looks beautiful, and the feel of it is like really what sells it for me, and that's what found footage started bringing to the table with horror. I felt like was another creepy unknown feeling because instead of having just like a set shot that was like really clear and concise and watching this character scream and run and get all bloody or whatever you have like shaky camera half like shots where you maybe don't see the full frame and stuff like that and then like that leaves it up to you to kind of fill in the gaps between the grain and I think that really is what added to it but the thing is that it is kind of something that's hard to do Yes. And you can and you can go too far with the shaky unknown and you can get yep. and you can also go too far the other way where you're just having someone hold the camera completely still and you're like, all right, no one has that that still yeah. of a hand. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. Yeah. And you definitely like found footage, especially you get the like, why are they still filming this? Or like, how yes. did they get that particular angle? Like where sometimes it starts just like making cuts that are like, oh, this is these are film cuts. You know, yes, like where you're exactly. like, they're getting, they're getting a uh, reverse shot on a conversation. I don't think so, you know? <laughs> and I think that's where Cloverfield kind of sent, set, uh, set a bar mm-hmm. where it wasn't amazing by any means, but you know, a lot but... of the times where they gave the excuse as to why they were still filming it, it didn't mm-hmm. feel forced. And yes. then there was a lot of shots where the guy, um, I think, wasn't it like TJ Miller who... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Who was like the holding the camera for most of the movie before mm-hmm. spoiler alert, he dies. But yeah. um he there was a couple of shots where he sets the camera down to like do something and it's yeah. like not, it, it makes it more realistic, but he kept being like, We have to film it. This is we have to film this. This is insane. Yes, yes. And like I feel like that's what the sort of ghost hunting sh- subgenre of this um you know, found footage kind of nails really well, where it's like, yeah, they're they're specifically there to try to record stuff that's happening. Yeah, not like, like, oh, there's a a crazed madman who's trying to murder me. I need to document it. It's like, no, I feel like with things like that are supernatural, it makes more sense that Mm -hmm. human nature, we would be like, I have to record this. And and specifically the the ghost hunting profession, because I've seen a lot of them that are like, a bunch of teenagers doing a Ouija board and then it gets a little bit into like, oh, this is really stupid or, you know, like, <laughs> why, like guys, put the cameras down. You're like, you know, 17. Just fucking get out of the house. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But like, it makes sense that that Lance Preston is sitting here like, oh, my God, we have to document everything because, you know, it'll this validate is, this my is... existence and prove I'm it, not yeah, a exactly. fraud. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Kat, why don't why don't you give us a little bit of the specific plot rundown of Grave Encounter? Set the scene for us. Okay, okay. So, um, 
I believe the movie opens with uh, a like sort of disclaimer from the quote unquote producer. Um, so he's like discussing how this was a ghost hunting show that was or like he was he was a producer on diff- various um, uh, what's it called like like documentary style or or reality TV show style like following tornado chasers or whatever and uh you know he claims that this was like one of the first ghost hunting shows that came before all of the others but it ended horribly and therefore this has never been released and like specifically warning that everything you're about to watch is completely real um and we're finally like releasing this to the public um and then we immediately cut to kind of the the opening it's it's a very standard found footage opening where it's it's kind of you know you're establishing your characters but it's all done in the lens of they are shooting their tv show they're specifically shooting their ghost show um so it cuts to their 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 intro sequence and then um immediately it's them going to scout the location of this asylum that they're going to be shooting at um and, you know, they, they go there and they start setting up the cameras and they're giving a little bit of, like, introduction to everybody. You get, like, you know, like like Lee said before, you get, like, a bunch of camera people. You get some of the, like, sound background people. You get, like, the token ladies who are kind of there and, like, a little spirit sensitive. You get that crazy psychic guy. Um, and it's it's actually really funny because they're, um, they're kind of also establishing that they themselves are not maybe as ethical of ghost hunters as like they present on camera, like on un- like uncut you're seeing, um, <laughs> there's a scene where, uh, they go, they're like interviewing a bunch of people, right? They're, they're, they're doing the setup of like, Oh, we're interviewing the caretaker and like what he's seen all the time that he's been there. And we're interviewing like one of the security guards. And then they, uh, run into a like gardener outside and they're like, Oh, we want like your interview now. And he's just like, I I've worked here six months. Like I haven't seen anything. And then, and then, like, like Lance is just kind of like, okay, cut, like, like, can you just like play it up for the camera, like, tell us a story? And he's just like, uh, I mean, I've worked here like six months. And he's just like, all right, all right, all right. Like, do we still have petty cash? And then they like pay him a bunch of money, and it like smash cuts to like the net, like the next cut. And he's just like, oh yeah, I've worked here twenty years. I seen a ghost right in that window, right over there. <laughs> and they're just like. Yeah, you see, ghosts. <laughs> that, the behind-the-scenes little bits like that are like what make that opening twenty or thirty minutes so enjoyable. Like I'll go yes. into it when we talk about the other movies, but <laughs> yes. like the opening twenty to thirty minutes can make or break a lot of found footage movies to yeah. me because they can just very much so mercilessly drag you along. Yes, yeah. yes, because and because a lot of times they in this movie. Yeah, because a lot of times I feel like they try to make it realistic, like make it like oh yeah, these people are just goofing around with their cameras, and it's very boring to watch as a viewer like you you get what they're trying to do because they're trying to just be like here are the characters here's how they are but it doesn't quite work Mm -hmm. um yeah this this, this movie does a uh a good job of like making me give a shit about lance preston and his crew even though they're all you know unethical hack frauds Mm -hmm. Um, like, like they're just which you, which you know nothing. <laughs> you about. you see a lot of your, you see a lot of yourself in him. Yeah, I, I, do. I do. It's it's. I think also that's that's one of the reasons why I've, I fucking also like the last exorcism so much. I mean, it helps the fact that the lead actor mm-hmm. is Patrick Fabian, who later went on to be yeah. in on in Better Call Saul, and he's a great fucking actor mm-hmm. and he's very charismatic. But like, he's very much an unethical hack fraud preacher in that movie. 
and like mm-hmm. you because of his charisma and because of his acting ability you give a shit about him and and it's it makes it more enjoyable to watch like the the guy uh Sean Rogerson who's playing Lance Preston he he yeah. he is nailing the whole Zach Bagan shit and like the little oh, behind the scenes so well. and and like with fucking leathery face yeah. Steven Tyler walking around and then like you just yeah. like boy oh, I sense I, this and that I, and then they cut and then he immediately breaks character it's yes it's face Steven yes <laughs> I would even argue that um he doesn't take the Zach Baggins persona like too far because I feel like watching Zach Baggins in this in this kind of setting would actually feel less realistic probably <laughs> even yeah. though even though it would actually be more realistic, but Zach, just like Zach he, has become a caricature of himself. He's yeah, he's um yeah, we'll get into that we'll later. Get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> um but so then uh the movie proceeds with um the very standard ghost show affair of we're going to lock all like we're gonna set up cameras throughout this entire asylum and lock ourselves in for the night. And, you know, there's no way out. There's no, you know, yada, yada. The guy has the keys and he's leaving. So it's just us and the ghosts. Ooh. Um, it's just and... us and this insane fire hazard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously from there, uh, shit goes very, very wrong. Um, it starts to, like, it, it. you know, it starts very, very slow. Like, you'll just see, um, I think I think the first, the first thing that really happens is the... Uh, one of the windows opens in the like upstairs. Yeah. You just catch it on camera. And, and then there's the like wheelchair slightly moves. the wheelchair moves. Yeah. Yeah. While the guy is talking on the phone and like ha- puts his camera down. Um, it takes its time. It does. It does. It does. And then slowly they start to realize like they're getting, they're getting lost in very weird ways in the, you know, throughout the asylum, like where they're like, Oh, pretty sure we were going this way. And, but that's not the right way. Um, and then uh, they start to notice, like, time dilation stuff, uh, where... Or wait, no, it, is that before or after the ghosts start killing people? Uh, it might be after. I think it's after, because that's when they're like, what time is it? When are they coming to yes. open the doors? Yeah. And then and they're they, like, it's been 12 hours. Yeah, one of the <laughs> well, cameramen and, had and already disappeared s- by that point, I think. Yes, yeah. And they they Mag- start seeing stuff like, you know, they open their coolers with food in it and the food has like maggots and is just like like months and months old and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Um, but yeah, you know, obviously this is a this is a horror movie, so one by one the ghosts start like picking everybody off. Um, I think they they cap they like kidnap one of the techs, like the main tech guy. The cam- um, I think it was the camera guy. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Matt was like the tech guy. He was watching the. Well, he yes, he was watching the cameras. But he's like, because I was thinking of the the guy who gets sucked into the bathtub. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. But um, because yeah, that's yeah. But like yeah, one of the tech guys gets like kidnapped and basically they all of the people are either brutally murdered or made to think they're asylum patients and like and like tormented into insanity essentially so that's what happens to matt i believe yeah. yeah uh and then he just falls through falls down an elevator shaft which i had mentioned when we were watching the second one too like mm-hmm. how do the ghosts 
what what are they what's the criteria here that they decide I'm going to kill this guy but I'm going to make this guy crazy. <laughs> what? Yes. Like, I want to know the rules behind that. <laughs> Absolutely. It is uh the rule is who has the tastier ass. If it's less tasty ass, they make you insane. But if your ass yep. is tasty, you die in it. <laughs> it's basically why Saber uh, keeps dying. <laughs> Always. They, they'll, they just, they, whoever they spawned on top of, that's who dies. Yeah, ba- ba- basically. Oh, it's a rev. Okay. Um, My ass is dead. Yeah, yeah. Bye, everybody. Uh, the, the special effects are not very good. The CG ones, um, but the, the some of the practical ones yeah. are good though. Uh, no, the practical ones are great. I'm specifically talking about the like Whoa, ghost face. Yeah, yeah let's the CG ghost face. <laughs> CG ghost face is terrible. Need, we need a little bit of a retrospective on goofy two thousands ghost God. face. Yeah, well, be, the be, problem is. Go go ahead. I was I was just gonna say, Lee. Speaking of that, uh, can you CGI ghost face Rocco? And can, oh. Oh, oh my god I swore that I would use these powers for good <laughs> you, you, you swore that and then you yeah, made fucking yeah, yeah. fuck world so <laughs> and then I made seven corpse party videos <laughs> yeah you're, you're right <laughs> what have I been doing not enough yeah. that's for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need more, more degeneracy think, but less than you'd hope <laughs> Uh, Banana did, you were did. saying? Oh, when I was going to Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to just say, the problem is, is that this movie was made during the prime peak of all the new After Effects effects. <laughs> so I think a lot of movies in that time, you'll if, like low budget, no yep. grade horror movies, they all have the stock After Effects, like screaming face or like distortion effects and stuff. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to fully hate them on that because they saw that new software and they just dove right into it. They're like, we got to use this in our movie. Yeah. They're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> and now but, we're like, oh my God, this is so cheesy looking. But I mean, to set the bar for the listeners is you could probably imagine it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that exact same copy and paste after mm-hmm. effects and stuff. Cause I think it really literally was the free effects that came with it. If you got the trial version back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if people haven't seen Grieve Encounters and like it's, it's one of the trailer shots. It's the like girl on the bed who, or no, she's in the, she's like the girl in the corner of the room who just goes as they're like looking at her. Yeah, I, know, I think the girl was the second drops. one, right? The guy was yeah. the first one. No, the guy, the guy was, the guy was the first one, but the girl is the trailer shot. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, for those for those who don't know what, what we mean when we say ghost face, we're we're not talking about the killer from Scream, and we're not talking about the ghost face killer. Mm-hmm. Um, the the really shitty effect of like. Their jaw drops like two feet, like mm-hmm. like they're an old horny wolf in a cartoon looking mm-hmm. at a at a hot woman across the street going, "Oh, eyes <laughs> jaw drops two feet to the floor." Yes, yeah, their their eyes look like James's after a balance session, <laughs> and and is it can we trace that back to a stock After Effects thing? Because I was wondering what is the origin of like how that became the shitty standard for doing budget ghost films, and. That would make perfect sense if that was just a stock thing that came with free editing software or something. Mm-hmm. Huh. We yeah. might have just... Okay, we might have solved the mystery. <laughs> I do wonder, though, who first started using it in, in like, in movies. I wonder you know? why it's still used Who unleashed the, this? I yes. wonder why it's still used in shit like The Curse of La Llorona. 
Hollywood. Oh my god. Oh god, that's right. How dare you invoke its name and make me remember that shitty, shitty movie? You made me watch Grave Encounters too. I can. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. So all, all in all, it, as bad of a as bad of a rep as this genre can get with the varying quality of the movies, something about Grave Encounters one has kind of endured as like this. Not like I wouldn't call it quite a cult classic, but it's it's mm. held in a certain amount of reverence, I think. Yes. Yes. It's, it's it's somehow survived over the past 10 years. Like it hasn't been yeah. swept, you know, swept under the carpet like a Oh yeah, there's like a fair shake others, but Yes. And there's <laughs> there's quite a few of them that are just like, no, 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 this is we're not we're not gonna talk about this one. I kind Even of ones that I thought are good. Like I thought I, yeah. I thought as above, so below wasn't bad. And then I just totally forgot about it until researching for this podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a movie that I watched. Yeah, that's <laughs> I actually I want I rewatched that one recently and I was like, this is this is this is pretty good. It's just forgettable. Yep. And I like I can't tell you right now what the plot is. <laughs> yeah. Catacombs. <laughs> Catacombs yeah. and possibly Dante's Inferno allegory. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, sure. <laughs> so, I, words that I'm never going to repeat again in my life. Credit to the Vicious Brothers. <laughs> Who? <laughs> and, and, they're not, and, and that was the thing that pissed me off the most on researching for this podcast. They're not brothers. They're not brothers. What? They're just what? two guys. Two dudes. Two dudes. Mm. I know, like, I mean, you, your last name doesn't need to be vicious, but yeah. like, ma man, <laughs> they fucking. But you, you just commit at that point. You yeah. just. Uh, God damn it! I know. Now my immersion's broken. <laughs> my my life is a lie. God damn it! Film and TV is always smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Grave Encounters one. Yeah. Fine flick. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Fine, I think. Flick. Yeah, it, a good, pretty, pretty good enough for Grave Encounters yeah, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I remember. Oh, God, I, I was like, I need, I we need, a, we need a good segue to the next one. Just one final thing is like, I, I had minor nitpicks about the first Grave Encounters movie, right? Sure. But like, mm -hmm. I, I, I was super late on the bandwagon watching it. I only watched it a few months ago for for Halloween and whatnot, and. uh you know, especially with with me playing Phasmophobia a hell of a lot more. You know, I I really enjoyed like the ghost hunting shenanigans and and I even though I haven't seen Ghost Adventures, which we'll get into when we get to <laughs> oh, we'll get into Demon it. Demon House. Uh, you know, I I become a, a fan. Spoiler of, alert, James. Of Zach Baggins' uh, hackery. Oh, oh my god, um, he's amazing. And, and and that's why I love 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 Grave Encounters, despite the nitpicks and whatnot. And uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was a really strong setup, and 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 then we get to Grave Encounters too, and the first forty-five minutes is a bunch of insufferable cunts. And <laughs> oh my Jesus god! Christ. All right, okay. So let me oh, preface boy. this by saying that I did recommend Grave Encounters too, and I have said I enjoy Grave Encounters too. Yeah, I I I, I, I do genuinely like as we were watching it. I was laughing my ass off so hard at just the movie itself. So I do enjoy it in a very perverse way, but I completely forgot how much bullshit there is before you actually get to the, like... The ultimate the actual, bullshit? The, the actual, like... <laughs> yeah, the actual, like, hilarious bullshit. 
Because there's yeah. stuff, there's stuff in there that's just like, why? Like, why am I still watching this? Like, why is this part of the film? Um, and another thing is too that like, I think one of the reasons I brought it up as a film I enjoy is specifically like the meta aspects. I do really like it when they when movies approach a sequel as what if the previous film was a film in the universe of the next film right where it's like like the human centipede 2 did that <laughs> and we should and- all aspire to be like human centipede 2 <laughs> yeah yeah there, exactly there was, there was, um what was, I, exactly I, what i'm saying i forgot the other reference that i was it's like that, that oh, yeah. yeah blair, blair witch did that blair witch blair too. witch yeah, yeah blair witch did that too yeah and and like I, I like especially in terms of like found footage or like disturbing horror movies I genuinely find that interest like Human Centipede 2 took it in a direction of like what if some some creepy weirdo got obsessed with the movie and tried to recreate it and like that's the oh my god this is so fucking it's one of the most disturbing movies I've seen um but like I felt like Grave Encounters 2 took it in a like not as horrifying way where it's just like oh yeah it's just some douchey film student who's just like I, you know, like, I want to, I want to do research on this. I want to, like, you know, prove that this actually happened or didn't happen or whatever. Um, but yeah, they don't, they definitely don't quite stick the landing, even though I like the, I like the concept. Yeah. I I, think the idea could have been cool. And and I give you that the concept is really, really, really solid. It's, it's just, yeah. The main characters, the characters are awful. Bag and all of his friends, yeah. except for except for maybe the love interest because she's just generic stuff. Yeah, she's love just interest. like yeah, yeah. They're all just insufferably douchey. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, they they definitely take that like it's a horror movie. You can't wait for them to die, and turned it up to a point that like the first forty minutes just aren't even enjoyable to watch. Where you're just yeah. like, like. You're not you're not giving me anything to go like because the first 40 minutes have to be that like slow burn build up kind of yeah, thing or, yeah. you know, not slow burn. Just like, hey, get to know the characters. And yeah, for some for some movies that can work. But typically those movies still have like one or two characters that you can kind of latch on to as like, OK, this person's hanging out with these douchebags, but like they're kind of cool. And that's the perspective you get, you know, like your typical slasher, like final girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, God. But but, you know, and I, I, like maybe maybe the love interest was supposed to be that, but she just didn't have enough. No. M- yeah. Meet to her character. Or the tool can be likable like Lance Preston. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and exactly. Where you're just like, oh, sure. Yeah. And at least for me, too, like some of some of his 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 leaps in logic were were a bit silly, like. When, when mm-hmm. he goes to the film studio and he gets kicked out and he's like recording himself, it's like, I got kicked out. They totally have something to hide. It's like, no, you broke into a film studio and you're not supposed to fucking be yeah. there. Of course they're yeah. going to kick you the fuck out, you yeah, dumb no, like he, yes. Yeah, he, he like tricked his way. Well, he got he got ghost help. That's the other thing for this movie. There's oh, a lot of fuck. like a the lot ghost. of haunting. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Calling her and bringing her to the house. <laughs> oh, I'm remembering it's, more of this movie now and getting angrier. Yeah. And it's, it's literally stuff where like 
the yeah the the fucking the ghost will send him a like send a thing to his printer a YouTube comment as yeah well. send it yeah YouTube yeah, comment it sends him a dick like, pic and goes like hey yeah. here's here's my address bro yeah so the the ghost the ghost sent him like a like a call sheet for L A and and like a fake something fake name or something to get in and you're just like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> okay like, here's here's my major it, issue it's mm. hey. We had a mildly, I'll use the word successful. Hey, we had a mildly successful movie about a haunted asylum that like plays tricks on the minds of the people in it. Mm -hmm. What should we do for the sequel? Let's not spend time in the asylum. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's take half of the movie getting to it. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. And, and then, not even do anything interesting with that half. No. No, and then do new weird shit <laughs> involving like a gateway to possibly hell. Ugh, yeah. yeah, I feel like the huge missed opportunity in the sequel, especially for something that's like low budget and like kind of a culty thing, mm-hmm. is explaining the origin yes. or getting or yes. actually be, getting to the insane asylum quicker and mm-hmm. spending more time in there and discovering more things about the history of it the patients there the doctors there yeah. who's stuck here why are they possibly stuck here or yes. something like that like yeah explaining or, the rules or we yeah. had we had discussed like i think during the movie or possibly immediately after like you have the ghosts of the previous victims of the people who were killed like uh, of the ghost hunters who were killed there. Yeah. Like, it's like sure. you you do something crazy like that where it's like like yeah, that might have been a little bit too like on the nose and obnoxious, but I think it still would have been better than what we got. No, they they get to the asylum. <laughs> Here's what, all this this <laughs> fucking infuriates me. Is, <laughs> dude, we've got a we've got a movie and it's about like spooky haunted asylum, badass. At mm-hmm. least this isn't a movie about a bunch of douchebaggy kids with a Ouija board. And then a bunch oh of douchebaggy kids go to the asylum and find a Ouija board. Yes. Hold on. It's a, it's a, yep. they, they say it's a spirit board and it's carved Fuck into the table. off. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You know what we mean. <laughs> I, well, we didn't I even didn't want to get Ouija sued by Hasbro. Board. we also um (laughs) we didn't even explain the whole reference of the camera crew being ghosts because of what has happened or what happened in the movie oh yeah the the reason why we the reason why we bring up like oh you know there's the camera crew they're ghosts that would have been a cool reference to make that was just a missed opportunity at one point during the movie uh once sheer insanity had flipped its switch on and the main character well they they run into one of well, the people yeah, okay. from the first one. Yeah, uh, meet, go ahead, you can explain. They meet, they meet Lance Preston, who has been in there for six years by himself and just gone absolutely nuts. And Sean Rodderson does a great yeah, job. He, he's the like, only, I think he's he was, the only character I gave a shit about in that fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, and he still is really, really fun. Yeah, he's he 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 gives a really fun performance. But continue, Banana Bone. <laughs> oh no, please, you explain the first one. Uh, finish up and explain the second one. Oh, 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 uh, sh- sure. So, um, so yeah, he, they, they run into him and then, um, you start to like, essentially the, the plot of the, like the driving force of this movie has been instead of like a, like the, an outside character, namely the douchebag main character trying like desperately to get in and like find the truth. It's been the ghosts wanting to make, to make their own movie 
and and like it doesn't <laughs> make any film. yeah like it doesn't make any sense because like the first like so that's why we were like hey it you know maybe like maybe if it's the previous crew that's like still you know like they have unfinished business they want to still make their you know like make their big debut or whatever they don't know about the original movie so they're trying to because then we get the fucking best CG of the whole franchise. Oh, Christ. <laughs> this oh, is what no. After Effects was made for. <laughs> Banana Boat, do you want to describe the... worse than the CGI Ghostface. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lance and his sheer insanity, and then he realizes that I need to finish the film. The ghosts want me to finish the film. He starts trying to do that, and all the ghosts pick up all the cameras that are in the on the property and just start following him around a la Mari cameraman through the insane asylum to finish the film. And there is just all these floating cameras around him and just terrible CGI. But that was another point that is like, that should have been the camera crew ghost. Like we'll make a yes. throwback to the yes. first movie, especially yes. if you want to say that you're like a cult classic type of film give your fans what they want the og crew yes oh my god yeah yeah like a hundred percent like if you if you're gonna just go the like hey it's a cult movie route go go as ham as possible fuck it you know absolutely yeah like, have fun with it because yeah. the fans will it's uh-huh. not a time for tact Mm-mm. especially not for fucking grave encounters you know <laughs> yeah oh man oh but yeah, so, yeah, so I, I'm what, sorry, yeah, what a everyone. Gigantic piece of shit. I, <laughs> it, 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 I, I can respect yeah. that you, you know, I can respect that you, you like some aspects of the movie, or you like, you know, throw it on in the background while you're working on some other projects. But yeah, holy shit, I, I, I messaged you like half an hour into the movie. It was just like, yeah, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very. What, I think, I think it was, this? I think it was when they were going to interview his mom, who was like. Uh, like just like riddled with dementia and oh, her God. son was like still like I, I don't know it was like it was very much a tangent that was supposed to be spooky and went nowhere and yeah Lee just in the middle of it is just like cat why <laughs> like, to me. the fuck is this I, I was shit? like I was like huh. I mean not even Axum brought him to that so I, I feel I felt very bad yeah he was mad at Axum stop talking about Axum uh, also, don't forget the Grave Encounter Cinematic Universe after credits scene. <laughs> oh my god! Which Kat, yeah, where Nick Kat Fury walks seen. in. Which, yeah, we have not seen. We would let the credits roll, and we were just chatting and stuff, and then all of a sudden, a scene started playing, and we're like, "Oh, oh, oh there's there's an extra bit. <laughs> there's post credits in this." Where and, yeah, there's a letter dropped off in uh, in a little drop slot in the door, and a hand reaches down and picks it up. Camera pans up, and it's it's Ed Warren, <laughs> and he opens it up to a set of coordinates for the asylum. And he goes, "Honey, you should take a look at this." Yes. And then Stinger cut to black. Oh my god, it's Patrick ready. Wilson in old man makeup. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, uh, the the post credit scene basically boils down to. The love interest and the other stock girl character being like, man, why, 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 why haven't you fucked the douchebag yet? Oh, I've been throwing yeah. myself. Yeah, why at haven't him. you fucked the creepy and he's sex being a person yet? yet. And yeah. I'm just like, really? This is this is our post credit scene. Okay. 
Uh, my favorite little bit from that is the sound, the other stock girl, who's the sound girl in this one yep. is like setting up the camera. She's like, hold on. I'm just going to, okay, I'm ready. And then they're talking. And then at the end, the love interest goes, oh, were you filming this the whole time? And it's like, she and- literally was saying she was setting up the camera yeah. when this first started. But, but sound girl goes, no, no, I'm not. Oh, oh. Oh. oh, oh no, I was. And oh, you're like, please. <laughs> I, I just I just realized too. Because when Soundgirl gets gets left alone, right, and she grabs the camera to see in the night, the, the dark, she uh-huh. then goes, Oh no, how do I work this thing? I I don't know how to use the camera. It's like Well, I mean one you're in film school. And two, we now have a post credit scene that shows you filming yourself with the other girl. So you know how to work uh-huh. the camera, goddammit. <laughs> Uh, don't yeah. look for logic here it doesn't exist <laughs> more uh, also look, more hobo lance preston that's all i want <laughs> yeah also yeah. going off the like trope of um because they definitely were written at the beginning 40 minutes of the movie like just douchey college kids but they were so stock bros and like jocks but yeah. they were supposed to be the nerdy like camera kids like yeah. the, the film kids which would have been a actually really great way to make them likable and make the viewers care about them more to have like this yeah oh, i'm kind of awkward and weird and i'm just a film person and they're a mm-hmm. film student um instead of just watching these like bros chug beer and then like haze each other and then like put yeah. balls on each other's faces and i'm just like oh why am God. i supposed to care that these kids are gonna get killed by ghosts good yeah, yeah. and then and then like <laughs> like there's there's some element of like I think I think it's supposed to be like dramatic irony or whatever where the the kid is like talking about how he's gonna be like the next like great horror film genius um like I think he said the next carpenter right Something. yeah and yeah, then, yeah. Carpenter. and then we watch we watch scenes of him filming his like final like student film project and it's awful yeah like it's just so bad and I think it's intentionally bad. Mm-hmm. To be like this guy, like thinks so highly of himself, but he's actually really bad, like really terrible. Yeah. But it's like the film doesn't the film doesn't have anything to say beyond that about that. Yeah. Like that's never that's never a thing that becomes like more obvious the more he like delves into his research that like he's in way over his head and he's just like an idiot, right? But like like that never really comes like he keeps just like stumbling into other things I, it's like i think i i think he accomplished his mission though because i yeah i think he set he set out to be halloween era carpenter but he mm-hmm. succeeded in becoming ghost of mars era carpenter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and like yeah it's just it's uh it's it's silly it's and- very like they they could have done something with that like if they really wanted a douchebag like to turn up the douchebag main character thing but then one you need people around him being like balance yeah Yeah. you're you're being insane and like i'm i'm the likable person you don't want me to die but i'm gonna die because of this guy's asshole hubris um or yeah you need him to be a like a nerdy film student who just becomes obsessed with this weird like you know, cult following horror film, and it's like, I like, I think it's real. I think we're gonna figure out like where they're, and they're just like, no, like you're, you know, like you don't want to do that. You're in way over your head, and then like the more he, you know, uh, a sort of descent in, in. yeah, a descent into madness sort of thing, which would have been a lot more fun of a ride. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially yeah. since the last the last forty minutes of it are basically just let's do Grave Encounters one and and. uh Except for it's but not faster, fast yeah, 
So it's just they get to the asylum <laughs> and shit just is immediately bonkers. And again, yes. it, it also has that same problem with the douchebag being like, oh, oh, he's the, the, the cop. The, the security guard, he's definitely hiding something. He knows something. You know, that's why he kicked us out. No, you're breaking and entering into private property, you fucking douche. <laughs> yeah. uh, but 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 I will say, and I, I, I called this out when we were watching it, even as stupid as it is, I did very much like that scene where they got to the hotel, they got in the elevator, and they went yes. down, and then they wound up back in the asylum. As as yes. As nonsensical as that is. It, uh, it 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 is it, that was like one of the only really effective I, I remember specifically that's like the one scene i remember of this movie and that's probably why its opinion is slightly was slightly elevated in my mind and um because and, i do i do like that scene a lot and yet it's not even the best scene about an elevator we're going to be talking about today oh my god <laughs> Yeah, true, true. We'll is get that, to that one. Is that our segue to the next <laughs> That could be our film? segue. Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, so, fuck Grave Encounters too. This movie yeah, blows. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not worth it. The first one, I think if I think it's it's the first one is charming in its own way if you if you like ghost hunting as a concept. Yeah. Um, it really it, it it's probably the best of the found footage ghost hunting uh movies. Uh, but yeah, that it's not a high bar for by any means. <laughs> I think if I had watched it in 2011, I would have eaten it up and yes. like really been like, oh my gosh, this is another found footage. I'm, yeah, this Which is great. I, but, I think is when I first saw it. So yeah, it's the, definitely like yeah. But to, uh, to oh, watch it time. today, I just can kind of appreciate what it's got going mm-hmm. for it. But it it's aged. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, for sure, for sure. At least at least for me, I think if I saw this into like when it came out. I probably would have written a lot of it off because even though I've kind of mm. had like a casual interest in like paranormal shit and, and, and ghost hunting shit, like I said, I've never seen an episode of ghost adventures. I don't even think I really knew much, if anything about Zach Bagans, but mm-hmm. then after 500 plus goddamn hours in phasmophobia and seeing clips <clears throat> of Zach Bagans online and whatnot, I've, mm-hmm. I I think that 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 made me like Grave Encounters a lot more. The first one, anyway, not not so much two. Like I yes. I, I I like Grave Encounters one. I'll probably buy it on Blu-ray. Uh, I I don't think oh. I'll buy Grave Encounters two though. It, yeah, no. Well, so speaking of hack frauds, though, uh, <laughs> Demon <laughs> House is the saw, best comedy I've you. seen in years. <laughs> Oh my god. Right. Enough right. enough making references to Zach Baggins. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's, let's dive right in. Fraud. Let's I, let's I, enter I, the carnival of souls. James, oh my god. James, I think you need to talk to us about Demon House, because boy, I could tell you really dug this. I I I I really, really dug this because Zach Baggins is just just the fraud I aspire to be. <laughs> like I, I I can tell there is some there's probably at least a little bit of genuine sincerity in regards to his his interest in the paranormal, right? Sure. Yes. But but he's very much he, at, at the, he, he has he's, he's another PT Barnum of ghost hunting. Yes. Like Ed Warren. He uh, has a in his in his like past apparently like when he was younger like as a kid he has a like he had a ghost experience and that's what basically compelled him to initially 
do ghost hunting. I don't know how true that is, but yeah, now nowadays he literally has a like Zoltar machine of himself yeah. in his oh, <laughs> museum of museum. curiosities. We, we, and we all have to go to Vegas at some point and check out the Zach Bagans Museum. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Please. On this topic. Moon field trip. I, I was researching this shit for the podcast and I found the the just greatest little tidbit of knowledge. So he had a short-lived program in 2016 called Deadly Possessions. Mm. And it was about him acquiring mm-hmm. the cool haunted shit that he mm-hmm. would put in his museum. And just the steep drop-off in quality, it it took three episodes. Episode one, (laughs) he gathers the doll that inspired Annabelle. Okay. And he gathered a Dybbuk box from uh, from the Holocaust. Wait, wait, isn't the, uh, wow, okay. Uh, Isn't the Annabelle doll still with the Warrens? Or with the Warrens estate? I thought so. Uh, I, I, he ha- does I think he have he it now? He was not able to procure it, I believe. Oh, okay. But the okay. episode was about him trying to. And gotcha. then just a few episodes later, that aired on April 2nd. On April 23rd, it was about him getting a TV set that Charles Manson owned. Oh, my God. Spooky. <laughs> like, I, I, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, from, from... And, and he's... He's trying to say the TV is like infused with dark energy and shit. Oh, it's got like, some whole energy on brilliant. it. Uh, like I, I know he owns Jack Kevorkian's van, and that's super interesting. Uh, yeah, but the TV that Charles Manson owned. Yeah, just no. the TV that Charlie owned. No, I like, I love Zach, it. honey, please stop. <laughs> no, never <laughs> stop. Never stop. What I become what, worse. What's funny in going off of the like sleep, the steep decline, Demon House, like for everybody who's listening, if you've ever watched Ghost Adventures, imagine Ghost Adventures where there's the five minute prequel of them interviewing people who work or live in, t- in the haunted space and kind of building up the backstory for you. And then the rest of the episode is them inside ghost hunting, right? Demon House asked the question, what if there's no actual ghost hunting and we just interview the people who live in the house for an hour and a half? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and that's not an exaggeration. And, Banana put it perfectly. And then shamelessly tie. Oh, no. I don't even, honestly, oh, my God. Honestly, we shouldn't even mention it because oh. it's almost as dirty as him bringing it up. It's so irrelevant. It should not even... Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon shouldn't even make it to this podcast. Like, I... <laughs> That, the way that he pulled it in was so disrespectful. It's so bad. It's, it's extra hilarious, too, because then he forgets to mention it in his final, like, wrap-up speech about how the ghosts, uh, like, how the demons affected everything, like, everyone in his crew. He just doesn't remember that he tied a fucking real murder-suicide into yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's revisit that a little later on. Let's yes. set the scene properly yes. first yeah. for Demon House. So, yeah. it's, it's mostly Zach Bagan's talking about Biggins. this spooky ass house in 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 uh uh illinois indiana i believe in, indiana. i think it was indiana, indiana. there we go there we yeah. go yeah uh, it's near, 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 no, near no difference yeah. <laughs> yeah uh and how uh it's this this family lived there and they got spooked and they had to move out and that this is mm-hmm. like a super demonic hot spot well, so the, no they didn't even have to move out if you I, I know there's a lot. Yeah. I know there's a lot to keep up with. But <laughs> if you remember at the beginning, he kind of they, they allude to that he kind of kept harassing them 
Right, and then right. I think he got to a price point that yeah. they agreed on, and he paid he, them to move out. <laughs> he, he literally he read about he read about this demon house in a newspaper. I think in some like I don't know some rumor rag or something like that, and he decided to buy it sight unseen from them. Oh, beautiful! He, just, he couldn't and get then, the thought out of his head. Yeah, I, I might and, have been then, dealing and then and then during that part. Yeah, no, li- like literally, he was just like, I had to buy it, so I bought it without ever having gone to it. And now this is the movie about me going to the house and like basically trying to like he 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 feels entitled to talking to the previous owners about their like haunting experience. Oh, the the wow, whole thing comes off as like an hour and it's yeah. an, it's it's an hour and twenty minutes of Zach trying to flex all this clout. <laughs> But yes. he, he imagines he has. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And they're and, having none of it. And, yeah. And there's like, ten... I think the grandmother talks to him and like one of the like. The brother. The brother. The, the, the brother, brother yeah. and, and no. And also the like a woman who previously lived in the house in, in like the 90s. Yeah. I don't think the grandmother did. I think um it was no, that. It, it was one of the grandmothers. Okay. One of them. Because he mentions mm-hmm. the other grandmother then. The one who, uh, unless I'm getting them both, and I'm confused, but she did like an interview with the local newspaper to be yes. like, my daughter's lying about yes. all this ghost activity. That None was, of that stuff happened. That was an, that was the other grandma. That was the other one. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, because it was it was literally like, I think it was like step-grandma or something mm. was saying that like uh, her, yes. her and her family know nothing happened there yeah. and, and that she's making it up because like they... Like because she had child protective services called on her a bunch, and it was just like, oh, yeah, okay. oh yeah, it was like my kids uh, get treated badly because the ghosts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, kids swear at me because of ghosts. Yeah. yeah, my kids aren't doing their homework because the ghosts. And, and like, there is there is some genuinely spooky kind of like history to the house. Like there there have been a lot of deaths in it, but it's also just kind of like, yeah, that you know people die in houses sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then, people get murdered in houses sometimes, and, and then, it's not necessarily demons. And then we get ten minutes to where the cameraman is apparently being spooked by ghosts, but it's really, oh my god, it's pretty clear that he's a tweaker. Yeah, yeah. Like yep. Just, Let's talk about Adam. Yes. the motel no, no. that they were at. This is this is the this is the elevator scene Lee brought up. So <laughs> Lee, I want you to I want oh. you to paint us a picture. Let's let's have a chat about Mr. Adam Albrand. Okay. <laughs> yes, please. This dude. Okay, so this guy is one of the camera operators for Zach. Um, he's been in the background of a few shots leading up to this point of like, you know, confronting Zach when Zach would be like, "Oh, I felt this this presence come over me, and it made me aggressive, and I wanted to like beat the shit out of our consultant." It's like, okay, well, Zach, calm down. And Adam himself seemed to be like a fine, upstanding young gentleman until uh, the energies of the house got to him. And uh, he begins going on this violent, loud tirade in a hotel, like skulking through the hallways, yelling out at unseen combatants. And at one point, he uh, he believes he sees a an eight foot tall black goat demon inside of an elevator talking shit at him. And Mr. Adam Albrandt is not a man to be talked shit at by an eight-foot-tall goat demon. And it becomes hauntingly clear as soon as they sit him down and start getting some one-on-one footage with him that Mr. Albrandt has a little bit of a drug problem. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's very convenient that his field of work with Mr. Baggins allows him to pass off these activities as demonic possession. (laughs) When in fact, he needs to get clean is what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And then Holy Zach Baggins with the no shame that he in, has none of or no, no, of, shame. <laughs> no shame. He then is like trying to paint more of a picture that after making this documentary, Adam has spiraled into oh. de- demonistry. I, I don't know what it, oh, the yeah. word would be. And he's after. like, he got six 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 tattooed on his hand, and I was like, he kind of just looks like a dude that would do that. Like yeah. he already it was yeah, covered in tattoos, like had gauges. Like I know? had to, I had to, I had to let Adam go from my crew for his own good. And and <laughs> as soon as he was gone, the energies of the house followed him, and he spiraled deeper into demonic obsession. And it's just like there's like some shots of him like in goth like. Like like goth attire and like black metal corpse paint. Yep. And like me being a metalhead, I'm like, that's a good look. It's like him <laughs> modeling with like with like this hot alt chick. It's like, yeah, okay, if, he's living his best life. Yeah. If you, if you look that where that photo comes from, it was from a movie he did about <laughs> a guy who's addicted to like snuff films. And then he becomes a prisoner to a dominatrix, and that's like a shot from the movie that he did. Wonderful. But like Zach painted it as if it was some sort of home video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like, Adam lost his like, mind. That's, that's what he is now. That's what he does now. And, and not not it's a he's he's an actor. <laughs> he's filming a film. And my favorite Jesus part is Christ. that I I had to do a little delving into like what happened to this man after the filming ended, and I had to hit Cat about the follow up. I found a quote on Reddit. Uh, apparently Adam did a podcast called, I think it's called Breaking the NDA, where this podcast host likes to take people who are currently under NDAs and convince them to break them on his, on his stream. <laughs> that seems legal. Wow. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. Oh, and uh, Adam, not giving a fuck, yep. decided to break his NDA and talk about the behind the scenes of Demon House and basically <sighs> what bullshit it is. Yeah. Um, and the quote that I sent to Kat was, quote, uh, from this, from a, a redditor, uh, mm-hmm. pretty sure he's in the midst of being sued for breaking an NDA. <laughs> he makes very dark horror movies and has acting credits. He did a YouTube show called Breaking the NDA, but it was like two hours long, and he kept taking bong rips, and I couldn't keep watching it. <laughs> I love it. Oh so my clearly, god! So clearly, clearly, yes. he's still under demonic influence from <laughs> the powers of the demon house. And that, that's actually god. one of the things too to cycle back to the start of this documentary. Like Zach, kind of like foreshadows some of the stuff that's to come. And we were all laughing mm-hmm. that that he was just like, I had to fire somebody because of spooky shit. And it's like, mm-hmm. did you, Zach? Did did you? And then you know we get there, and it's like, oh, it's it's because he was a tweaker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's because it's because he was on drugs on your set and was probably pretty dangerous. <laughs> I think any work environment would let this man go. Yeah. yeah right. Like. Yeah, uh, but, but oh, you shit. have to keep to the true hack fraudery of of the yeah. program, and you have to cover up real life events with some veneer of spooky bullshit, which yeah. we will again cover in the final act of this oh, film. Oh yeah, that's the segue to the <laughs> yeah. final act of let's, this film of, of our theory as to not, why this movie's made. Yeah, let's not forget the true reason Zach had to make this film. Zach, because he's Zach getting woke, old. Yeah, <laughs> Zach woke up one morning, 
Zach woke oh. up one morning and he he pulled the carton of milk out of the fridge and he he wanted to take a look at at, at something on the label expiration date <laughs> and and he couldn't quite make it out mm-hmm. and he's like oh no what have demons done to me. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, is Zach Baggins mentally in the 1800s? <laughs> I got bad eyes. It was the witch. I got to cure, cure this with some laudanum and masturbation. Yeah, it, you know, like on, on that note, like everything that he mentions to, of like people that that involved with the film, bad stuff happened to them. Like he goes off in this tangent on like all the shit that happens to people, and it's like they're they're all weird, just. Just normal accidents, like oh, a dude fell down and broke mm-hmm. his hip or some shit, mm-hmm. you know, or, or like oh, the yeah, guy, like one of the yeah. guys got cancer. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, Two months after being in the house, he, has, yeah. he got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. It's like, it's like I, okay, and then another, another, like his expert, it's like all of his organs started to fail, and it's like you look at his expert, and it's like the dude looks like seventy. <laughs> and then there was that one woman they mentioned and then it was like all these injuries she got it was like because she was just perfect she was in extreme sports yeah yeah like she sprained her ankle she's twisted her wrist she she broke a rib extreme skiing and you're like okay this man broke his his arm while riding his bike it's like yeah that's a risk that happens when you can ride oh they should have just they should have just gone fucking vicious and gotten some like close-up footage of the of the whole and collapsed veins on Adam's arm and been like, this is stigmata. Oh my god. They couldn't yeah. go vicious because they're not the vicious brothers. Oh my god. I wish the vicious brothers did demon. <laughs> god, oh that, god, that imagine. CGI the... ghost from Zach Bagans. Adam, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I had to release Adam from the program because he was a monster. Oh my he God. was clearly possessed. He was clearly possessed. Oh. But yeah, All right, so man. lead oh, us into the oh, third wait. act of this shit show. Hold on, we forgot to mention the text message. From the oh beginning. my god. I hope you're not already possessed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, if so, so, nice knowing you, bra. So Zach, Zach, you know, he texts a lot of people when uh, w- when you're ghost hunting. That's how, how business is conducted. Just, sure. you know, you, you text people fucking walls of text to mm-hmm. discuss your, your your demons. Yeah. He ain't gonna uh, let some and, monsters get in the way of his Sigma grind set. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, he of course is going to uh share with us the audience some of those um those correspondences and, and he shows it on screen for like a fraction of a second just to highlight like one part. But he he captured he the people entire movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he captured the entire thing. And so we paused it and we read the whole thing and oh my god, like the company this man keeps. I have no idea. <laughs> Like what? Like why you would send someone all of this in literally a wall of text? It was like it was like three paragraphs, just like like run on sentences. And whoever he's texting, I think it was some like one of his psychics or something like that. And they were like talking about like, oh yeah, no, I'm getting real readings on the house. This this demonic presence is definitely an eight out of ten on the demonic scale. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right below Satan himself. Yeah, ten is the devil. (laughs) Nine is David Cage. (laughs) We're at an eight. 
<laughs> oh my god, if David Cage haunts our house. <laughs> my favorite Oof. thing though was seriously how that that text message started with like, "Hey man, hope you're not possessed yet." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So So yeah, this this whole movie has been basically just Zach Baggins interviewing people and um kind of just he hasn't lived in the house, I don't think, at this point. No. Because <laughs> because <least>. then <laughs> then we get to see him live in the house. Which Oh my god. He you know, the whole <laughs> documentary starts out where he's like, This is the first time I've ever I've even been in Indiana and I'm now here at this house <laughs> that I purchased online. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's completely empty and like gutted out essentially. And then he's like, All right. They're going to lock me in tonight. And they start, they have now ply boarded all the windows and doors and stuff. And as they're putting on the last one, he's just peeking through the the split. You remember, you guys remember that? Like watching the yeah, camera. Yeah. And then it comes because- in. And then it comes inside, and the whole place is furnished all of a sudden. Like, for some reason, for this ghost hunt, they needed props. We watched watched him bringing, I think, like, a bureau or something, and we were like, what is he doing? And then, yeah, the entire place just has, like, beds and cabinets and And dolls dolls for some reason. (laughs) Things that I thought were going to be flung across the room in dramatic fashion. (laughs) Me too. I was like, this is ridiculous, but all right, again, you need props. Also, also, we know nothing was going to happen. Also, Banana banana specifically illustrated the scene where he's getting shut into the house perfectly by saying that my dogs give me that exact same look when I'm (laughs) closing them out of the room. That's literally what it is. (laughs) So, so yeah, picture that if you will but a like uh 40 year old man <laughs> question mark <laughs> question mark I, well he was probably in his 30s at this ancient point. vampire yeah, yeah i mean really yeah. he i mean as we discover he's an ancient vampire yeah. <laughs> he takes he takes dirt from the house he does <laughs> forever anyway keep going with the third act what happens after zach's been sealed in the house so uh, the last two minutes of the movie, he's now <laughs> he's now sealed in the house, and he's just sitting on the bed, and then just screams, and it ends on "I thought I saw something, and now my eyes are real bad, and I had to get glasses." <laughs> and and the, he, he specifically says he got um, diplopia, which is double vision, um, which I I looked up after the film, and that's just something that can happen to like adult humans it's very it's actually very common for like middle-aged people to develop double vision like it is not something that's like oh totally unexplainable it's just like yes we use our eyes and sometimes they fail us (laughs) my favorite part about that is we see him set the camera down before the spookiness happens right yes and the camera is conveniently somehow out of focus as he sets it down and then like 30 seconds later the spook happens and we see like some shadowy thing on the blurry, ca- mm-hmm. like the out of focus camera. And it's like, mm-hmm. Zach, it's so obviously a thumb. M- my, my dude, <sighs> what is, what are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. He lost his ghost adventures, uh, crew and he just lost all the spark. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, I, so I, yeah, like go- ghost adventures they... for those of you. I, I was just going to say, I still can't believe they furnished the house him outside of the bed like they gave him the tv and they gave him the I, yeah there's a tv that's like yeah i remember plugged in saber was like where the fuck 
fuck do you even put a TV in there? Like, sure, yeah, you can like, like furnish everything fine, but a TV? Who's gonna watch TV? Yeah, yeah. Who's watching it? Why, You're why staying you one night. Dolls? What are you doing? Why did you fill it with yeah. dolls, man? They're like, dolls are spooky. That's this is a good set piece, right? <laughs> set director is like, man, we got a ten dollar budget. That's what I found at the <laughs> Goodwill down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh for Ghost Adventures uh was originally like Zach Baggins was like the head guy. But it was a crew where he had he had his buddy Aaron and I think Nick was the other one. Yeah. Um and Nick Nick left like like I think two seasons in. But so Ghost Adventures is, is like 30 seasons long. It's like just like it's insane how much they've milked out of going to random places and dude broing at at ghosts. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, um, I remember watching the Red Letter Media review of Demon House and and yeah. Mike Mike said how many seasons there were of ghost adventures and Jay just broke down laughing. It's like I believe that less than there than I believe in ghosts. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's like it's kind of insane. So it's like it just... And I yeah. And I have seen I wanna say ten of them. Um and yeah they're they're great. Like they're exactly the 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 main problem is they're exactly this level of hack fraudery, except they actually have ghost shit happening, which mm-hmm. if you believe anonymous Reddit posters who claim to have been like PAs or like people working on the sets, like most of it was fake. Where like they they have a very infamous um or like one of the things that got them started specifically was footage of a brick getting thrown across a room um yeah. and supposedly yeah. that's completely fake but that was like the footage that basically kickstarted their careers as like that's what got them their travel channel show um and then yeah like the pas will say like you know all the stuff where they like hearing voices or, or you know hearing things thrown in other rooms were the like, unpaid pas <laughs> yeah we're unpaid pas like screaming in the distance or something <laughs> so checks out you know but yeah, it's like that level of hack fraudery, but like they couldn't even like put on a show for that for this. It yeah, was just kind no. of like I guess maybe he tried to make like sort of like a exorcism documentary kind of thing, but even that didn't like we get we get exorcism footage. It's very boring. <laughs> it's it's very boring and it's 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 a bit exploitative since it's on the Yes. Since the, it's a fourteen-year-old girl, a fourteen-year-old girl who apparently attempted suicide two weeks prior. Yeah, and it's like yeah. this is well because like Jesus, disgusting. Because the original how the original house owner also had exorcisms performed, but Zach was not invited. So you know he 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 takes what he can get, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also just like yeah, yeah, it's also just like why is she even? Get, yeah, and then and then to cap to cap off the film. He gets the house demolished. Yeah. So, no, so yeah, after no all one, that, he destroys it. No, so yeah. nobody, so nobody can look at it ever again. And then he claims that yep. people keep going to the ruins of the house and holding satanic rituals. Though, <laughs> like, like you know, as as we know, Satanists, you know, all they all they are is just you know free free loving people. Like yeah. Also, according to best of the worst, they have a lot of anal. I don't know. Conjuring three taught me that they were necromancers. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Fuck Conjuring. 3. No. God damn it. <laughs> Guys, it's it's definitely a Satanist in the basement. That's, that's a Satanist that's, in the basement. That's the Satanist has grown too time. powerful. Yeah. They're gonna, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna spook you so you rip off the shining. 
<laughs> but yeah, Demon House is yeah. the best comedy I've seen in years. Oh god, <laughs> it's so funny. The best the best joke was uh the first time <laughs> The first time that the uh, the the, fa- the this woman shows up at the house and she's like, I used to live here in the '90s, and she's come with like three kids. And Zach's like, Oh, you probably don't want your kids to come in here because like there were three kids for the other house and they're all possessed now. Ooh. Um, but she's just like, whatever. And one of them is the girl that um, you know, like unfortunately has a you know, like very real like suicide attempt and then has to get like like gets exercised and the, like yeah it's 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 very messed up but um basically like he he goes out onto the porch to watch them leave after they've like just been hanging out in the house and like the mom gets kind of like spooked and she's like okay we're leaving now um he watches he's watching them leave cuz he's suspicious that the kids may be possessed and he's standing on a porch that's like a like a midwest porch so and a blizzard it's what yeah it's one that's like it's it's covered but it's all like um what's it called screen screen doors screen windows mm-hmm. so like it's still out in the open and there's a blizzard and Zach just goes oh, cold with these demons yeah, <laughs> oh my like, god yeah I Zach and why the demons are why it's cold yeah. not the snowstorm you're standing in <laughs> uh. also he was full he's decked out in like winter jacket and everything why are you still cold <laughs> and his and his six skeleton gloves well it's because yeah, yeah it's, it's because of the demons banana it's the demons <laughs> cold. chilling him to the bone yeah. chilling him to the bone no amount of winter clothing can prevent you from being cold with these demons <laughs> um while we've been ch- chatting i was looking at like critical response of this and apparently steve barton of dread central which is an online horror blog said the film was quote the single most compelling, one of the most single most compelling documentaries on the existence of the supernatural that I have ever witnessed. Oh this God. man needs to watch more documentaries. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think even that like terrible Exorcist document, like the Exorcist documentary from uh, Friedkin. Yeah, I feel like even that's even that's more compelling than <laughs> Demon House. Oh my God! Not the same. Not the same production value, though. <laughs> Like this, this film was a gigantic piece of shit, but in the total opposite way of Grave Encounters too. Yes. Like this was, this was a treat. Mm-hmm. This was wonderful. Surprisingly, the- Zach Baggins is more likable than all the characters in Grave Encounters too. This, this, this is the difference between uh, Fear Street and Wish Upon, basically. Yes, there yes. it is. Yes. Whereas Wish Upon is just a beautiful dumpster fire that ascends into a dumpster fire butterfly. Uh, Fear Street is just sewage, and that's that's kind of like you know Demon House versus Grave Encounters too. You know Zach Bagans is is just such a fucking beautiful hack fraud who's just so shameless and 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 exploitative. But like I said, there there seems to be a a bit of genuine sincerity in regards to his his interest in in the paranormal and 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 doing this. Outside of just, I, I want to milk this for for all it's worth and have thirty nine goddamn seasons of Ghost Adventure Adventures and this documentary and demonic possessions in my own museum and I think when I was looking at him on Wikipedia there was like s- like fucking six or seven different other spinoffs to to Ghost Adventure yeah. Adventures. There's like Aftershock. Yeah. 
Oh man, I don't remember the others. Yeah, but there's there was, there's a bunch of spinoffs. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of crazy. Yeah, j- just on the the wiki itself, it's like there's aftershocks, uh, serial killer spirits, screaming room, quarantine, which is I guess you know ghost adventures during the pandemic. Uh, oh fuck off. Yeah, and then like um, fil- okay, so filmography. There's Zach Bagan's Paranormal Challenge, Paranormal Paparazzi, Nightline, uh, Deadly Possessions, Halloween Wars. What the fuck is Halloween Wars? <laughs> Evil Dies Tonight. Uh, apparently, Evil I, dies I, I tonight. guess it's a spooky thing on the uh, on the Food Network. Oh I, yeah, I've, I've I, watched I, that. I guess actually. maybe he was what? a judge on this. Yeah, I oh, guess no, he was yeah, a guest the, judge. Oh no, he's the oh, host of cute. it. He's the host of it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and then there's the Haunted Museum series and, and all this other shit. Yeah, there's 213 episodes of Ghost Adventures plus 47 specials uh, across... What is the exact amount of seasons? Jesus Christ. I think it's 22? 21 seasons. Wow, that's close. That's insane. But I Hey, there's it. a market for it. I love it. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah you know... We're doing a podcast <laughs> about it in 2022. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and now that I've seen Demon House, I may go back and just watch the entirety of the Zach Bagans. Oh my god! <laughs> Honest, honestly, the first the first season of Ghost Adventures is such a treat. Like, yeah, for years, my college friends and I would just like quote the like like from like the first six episodes would like quote things at each other. Like that's where the like this the axe you use to that's where that to comes from. <laughs> it's the, the hundreds, 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 hundreds. I want to I wanna get that. Uh, oh, actually, my friend made a rap uh, from the first like like from sound bites from the first six episodes. All right. Well, if you oh have that goodness. rap, stick it's, it because that could be send it okay. that could be the stinger for the podcast. Oh my god, I will send it to you. It's called Dude My Body. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's, yeah, like, oh. yeah, like I, I had seen. I, I, I think it was. Uh, God, what's what's that other ghost? The, the, the other big one, Ghost Hunters. Ghost I Hunters. Think. Yeah, I think that's the one I had seen bits and bobs of. Yeah. in my childhood. Yeah. Go, ghost um, Hunters actually has some, like, not not any of the spinoffs. Like, Ghost Hunters International is a bunch of is a crock of shit. Yeah. Um, the original Ghost Hunters, though, with uh, uh, oh my god, I can't remember my, the names. Yeah, Mike and something I forget. But um, they like Jason? they were Sorry. Jason, I think. Yeah. yeah, but they were plumbers by day, and so a lot of the investigations, like the, you know, they have like an hour long show, and typically they do, I think, two like investigations during the show. Yeah, and sometimes you'd go like a couple episodes with them just finding no evidence. Because they'd come to these houses and they'd be like, oh, well, here's your problem. Like, you're getting a cold spot here because this wiring is, like, wrong. Or, yeah, like, like yeah. you, you know, like, the sounds you're hearing are because your pipes are doing this. Thing. Like, they would actually use their knowledge of, like, construction and architecture to disprove things. And that yeah. was actually kind of cool. And then it lended a lot more legitimacy to when they would see something where they're like, I really can't explain how we caught this voice on cam- on, on tape. Mm-hmm. I can't explain how we're seeing this, like you know like the, the like they caught like i think on like one like one of the like plantation episodes they caught like just a pair of legs walking across the the like backyard and it was just like nobody was out there and we can't explain why it's just like a heat signature of legs walking 
and like I don't know, like it could be a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, Ghost Hunters was the show too that had the um lighthouse episode where there was like a ghost that looked down at them and they're like we don't know what that was so because they they saw they saw it and then actually ran upstairs to see if somebody was up there yeah and like they couldn't find anyone and there was no other way off the lighthouse so it was just like oh shit like and (laughs) and but yeah and that episode was like sandwiched by like six episodes of just like nothing oh yeah no you're yeah your house is fine there's nothing in the house like if you're still spooked we can send a a priest to bless it but like we're not finding evidence of ghosts yeah Yeah. and they had that Um, one episode too where they were at a bar i remember and like the the people who were faking it they were faking it and they were so mad they like found a a hydraulic thing up in like the ceiling and they were like are you fucking kidding me yes and like and like they they found they had a setup they had like the lights rigged to flicker and they were just like like why would you call us here like why would you call us here if you're intentionally pulling the wool over people's eyes and like we specifically find evidence like that like it's just like yeah like oh my god Ghost hunting yes. is definitely like the refined version of yes. ghost hunting entertainment. And then yes. Zach Baggins came in, which I I'm I don't even know where he's from, but I feel like he's got a Las Vegas performer esque. Yes. He's he's, he's the sh- he's the yes. showman. He's the, yeah, he's the PT Barnum. Yeah. So yeah, he comes in and is like, I can do that, but only Vegas style. So it's like a performance. Yes. Yeah. Go- ghost hunters. Ghost hunters will give you like you know it's like the Wolfgang puck with like the nice you know the nice hamburger, mm-hmm. and then fucking Zach Baggins is like Guy Fieri. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like I'm gonna take this burger and cover it in mac and cheese and pile drive it into a bucket of ranch dressing it's like yeah. okay absolutely you're, yeah it's yeah, gonna like, taste good and you're gonna be full at the end of it but you will also be less of a person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a little away from oh you at the my same God. time yeah. <laughs> equivalent exchange exactly. and then the, the other one that i remember from my childhood a lot was scariest places on earth Presented by oh. Linda Blair and narrated by yeah. Zelda Rubenstein. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I remember that one. That one was. I, I, yeah. I, remember I watched a lot of that, and and then. But but that one was that one was also less about evidence and more just about telling you scary, telling you, and I think recreating like scary yeah. things people said happened. Yeah, and then I which, remember which I cool. That's fine. I remember when I uh, some years after I started watching it, there was there was an episode on on the Jersey Devil. And I decided to look mm-hmm. more into the Jersey Devil because I thought this was fascinating or whatever. And mm-hmm. then I found this this big tell-all from the crew that was involved in that episode because they they specifically hooked up with with uh, some some group of of normal people who who investigate the Jersey Devil. And they had this big tell-all. I was like, yeah, that entire episode is bullshit and sensationalized. We didn't find shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it's just, we're fascinated by the Jersey Devil, and we we're happy to participate. But then it was just the sensationalized nonsense that that, that came about for the episode. But it's, it's still entertaining, and you know, it, it allows me or others to 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 hear about weird paranormal bullshit, and then look into it on our on our own. You know, it's fun. It's fascinating. So what you're saying is you you like to get personally involved with ghost investigations. Is that right? a segue? <laughs> You bitch, humana, your humana, fucking humana. ass it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah, final final thoughts on uh, on Demon House. Best comedy I've seen in years. <laughs> uh yeah, it's great for fans of Zach Baggins. Uh so it's it's great for Zach Baggins. Um and it 
you know, it very much showcases kind of what we love and what we dislike about about the man where he's he's got this he's got a level of sense like like genuineness to him that's like, oh, I really, really, really want this to be real. But then also this level of greasy showman that just kind of really like is a little bit too exploitative to to really like to really admire, you know? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking so. about. I, I want to be Jack Higgins <laughs> when I grow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and James did give us expressed written permission to uh to use his death for for yeah, monetary gain. For, for, for monetary gain. gain yeah, yeah. horror schlock. I yeah. said that yeah. when we were watching Demon House and I'll make it official in the podcast. I, I give Banana Boat and Cat and Lee express mm-hmm. permission to exploit my death for monetary gain. Yeah. Yeah, when when we're making our our grand ghost hunting opus, yeah, ma- or magnum opus, uh, yeah. we're going to specifically tie your death into the hauntings that we're experiencing, even okay. if you died many years before and yeah. many miles away. Yeah, yeah I believe well, I my exact say... wording was James when you inevitably get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I was about to say now we just got to murder him, <laughs> yeah. and then the funny. paychecks just start coming in. <laughs> but I, well, on, on the plus side, I won't have to play Balan anymore. But on the downside, I know I'll go to hell and I'll have to test darkness too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, where do you, no, no, in hell you're testing Balan too. No. Yeah, your soul gets trapped in Balan, and every time someone boots up the game, your soul is there. <laughs> I just have to watch them fuck a dolphin over and over again. My, my final thoughts Same on the as movie it ever was. are, are uh, it's okay to blame your shitty behavior on ghosts. Just say, yes. I'm sorry, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah. My house is haunted. It's really <laughs> fucking with me because it, that's the general message. Yeah, you, you know what, guys? I'm, I'm sorry for being such a piece of shit and such a, a hack fraud and an asshole all the time. My my house is haunted. That's why JoJo's a war criminal too. That's why you're I broke my the leg. ghosts. I've, I've, yeah, I've really wasted this last year of my life. I could have just kept drinking and said it was demons. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, shit. I wouldn't have rear-ended that guy if it wasn't for the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I oh last the last thing is when he's just getting like the stories of all the all the bad shit that's happened and the police officer just starts going off on like inane bullshit that like he believes is because of the demon like oh yeah I went to the local deli and I I wanted a roast beef sandwich and that goddamn demon turned it into pastrami it's like get the fuck out of here oh my god yeah. that's right also about that police officer i want to see some id because his uniform did not look up to code at all i'm pretty sure he was wearing a vfw baseball cap it had some strips of tape over it like in suburban (laughs) i was going to say do you think zag baggins bought a fake police officer outfit like like, hey can can i give you 20 bucks he he literally did what lance preston did with the uh uh with the gardener he just paid a guy 20 bucks to pretend he knew what he was talking yeah his his uh shirt was like still had the iron crease presses and the sleeves like he had only just worn it for the first time not for 30 years of service (laughs) yeah yeah um closing thoughts on demon house uh if you like documentaries don't watch it because it's a bad documentary if you like horror movies don't watch it because it's not a horror movie if you like just Zach Baggins' brand of bullshit. 
this is right up your alley. Yeah. If Zach Baggins is your like go-to ASMR in the background, <laughs> throw, throw it on. <laughs> I, I do. I do use him in place of conventional pornography. Yes. Yeah, I'd believe it. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, James, you mentioned you like to be hands-on with your investigations and uh, this is the, uh, this is the era to be living in to uh, live out yeah, that dream. It, it really is. Uh, so we just, first, just, Oh, go on. I was just going to say, just like how uh, Paranormal Activity kept, kicked off the second wave of, mm-hmm. like, the found footage genre, this this next thing we're going to talk about kicked off a whole wave of something. Yeah, it did. Uh, so and, we, and we can't shove it back in the box fast enough. Yeah, I, <laughs> nope. I, I think I had, like, briefly heard about Phasmophobia when it, it launched, but I, I think we were officially all kind of introduced to it. Or at least me, Cat, and Lee. Anyway, when when Natalie was like, "Hey, I played this game with some friends. This could be fun," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing like, this is 2020, so I'm like doing this back to ghoul nonstop horror shit, and it's an excuse to hang out with with Cat and Lee and other people on stream. Let's do Phasmo. Sure, it's ghost hunting, and I believe like we fought, we we did pacify first and we did like an hour or so of pacify and we were mostly unimpressed with that. Um and then we we switched over to Phasmo and it was promising but I I think the general sentiment among mo- like you like the three of us uh was was it was not that great because we were kind of shackled to amateur difficulty and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Uh, and I, I decided to kind of keep prodding the game on my own to, to, to see what the fuck was what. And that's when I kind of discovered my, my genuine love of digital ghost hunting. The second I, I got professional difficulty and, 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 and just calling the ghost a fucking stupid huck simp ghost and, and running the risk of getting my ass eaten. And now it's over a year later and I have 500 hours logged into this fucking game. Only 500? Five, 532. Like you outdid my cyberpunk record. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. I feel like that's low. I feel like I feel like they haven't been keeping track of something. So rookie numbers. You gotta pump yeah. those numbers. numbers. Well, I mean, I, I decided to calculate it too with the Phasmo clones because there's been a shit ton of Phasmo clones as we've seen. Um, I'm not including Devour because that's its own kind of beast, I think. Um, but, but if, if just going off of the ghost hunter games, uh, collectively, since I started in October, 2020, I have 611 hours logged into ghost hunting games with the most being, of course, Um, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's. It's it, it, at, at least for me, it's sort of like you, you were mentioning cat that, that shitty found horror, found footage horror movies is kind of like your comfort food. And that's kind of what fast has become for me. Yeah. Of just kind of like diving in and just kind of just, just, just it, it, it allows me to kind of like, I have to focus on something and there's like this investigative puzzle nature in regards to figuring out what the spooky little haunting is I, I i kind of really dig that element and uh it it did help me get through kind of like a very difficult portion of 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 2020 when when i had to say goodbye to rocco um where i just kind of 
I, I think that's that, that's what really kind of kicked off the phasmophobia thing for me because like I had done it a fair bit with you guys and we were having fun but like I think for a good two months that was like nothing that was like the only thing that was on my channel was just phasma 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 mm -hmm. and a lot of it was just solo professional phasma of just like I'm I'm able to like still stream and I have to concentrate and I can get spooked and I can kind of keep my mind off of hurt or whatever uh while while potentially yeah. getting my ass eaten by a goddamn revenant or a demon <laughs> or or whatever uh and then there's been all these goddamn fucking phasmo clones that have been coming out and i've tried all of them i think anyways enough about my phasmo what about your guys's phasmo <laughs> so well, yeah. we kind of all got dragged in with you a little bit oh, yeah it once once we figured out what kind of what movies we were going to be talking about today, it kind of made sense with with how much time we've all put into uh, into the respective games to like, yeah, this is a really interesting period of time where this is the new hip thing that all these devs are working on. And it's a very niche horror genre. And it's kind of been a while, I feel like, since that's happened. I think there was like a, a resurgence of a zombie craze when The Walking Dead came out and got big. But for this to be like such a niche little slice of um of a genre to blow up is just really weird. Yeah, it's 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 reminiscent yeah. of like when Slender came out and then like yes. all oh, those God, fucking yeah. Slender cones came out. And then oh, like fuck even, that even shit. even pre-Slender a bit, like when Amnesia came out and there were just all these Amnesia clones coming out, or mm -hmm. even post-Slender when PT came out and now it's just nothing yeah, I was but walking say, sim PT horror clones. games. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think out of out of all of the clone fads, Phasmo clones have been probably the most creative I've seen. Uh cuz because we're we're seeing some where like I I don't think any of them quite reach the 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 heights that Phasmo does. No. Um but some of them do pretty interesting things, pretty clever, unique things, at least from the ones that I have played. Yeah, like, um, like forewarned, where they take the concept and apply it to yeah. like Egyptian mythology. Yeah, uh, and and you know, kind of also you know took some of the the things that the Phasmo dev removed when he said he would put it back as a real thing when it was a bug. Oh, the mimic! Give me my mimic ghosts! God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I want I want I want the ghost to walk around wearing my friend's face <laughs> when they die. <laughs> Uh, I had some good moments early on with my friends where I'm like, "Are you? Why are you so close to me?" And it's like, "I died." And, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Oh no! Yeah, that, but that... then it would like bug out and just freeze on the stairs, staring at me. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like when did when did you get into Faz Banana? Since since like m me, Cat, and Lee, it was like the same thing with with Lee. And Lee actually um, is Leathery Warlock now, goddammit. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I got into Phasmo, like, right away. I've always been into horror games. Um, and I honestly can't even... I, this is almost spooky. I can't remember how it came into my life. Maybe it was a ghost who messaged me on YouTube. I don't it was know. always a part of um, <laughs> But I do remember getting into it. Very sa similar situation with you guys. <clears throat> with another discord group and same thing. We just, you know, we dove in, we're new to it. We don't know what to do. We're locked into amateur. So everything is not, not really 
scary or spooky and everything just ended up being boring, but really hooked it into for me was really who I played it with made it funny. And like, yeah. that's what really heightened the play experiences though. We didn't know what was going on and we weren't getting really necessarily good scares or just like, what the fuck is this game? Um, it was the 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 small moments where it's like it just breathed on my back and like you know your friends like scream running out of the house or yeah. something like that and that really added to the experience and made me want to keep playing. Whereas all my friends stopped playing it because they did hit that wall with like what is what are we supposed to fucking do? This is boring. And yeah. I kept playing and I got through that hump and I also stuck around for updates and bug patches and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. So I ended up being yeah. able to experience it more on a like grounded level and I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty fun game, but I still feel like I get more fun playing with people. I'm not insane like you and a hack fraud enough to go and do solo mm-hmm. like so a professional level uh, and like I, I just get bored. I, I like playing with other people. But I also yeah. um because I had always been into ghost hunting shows and stuff and I had kind of like Zach Baggins, except I didn't build a career off of it. When I was a kid, I had a ghost experience, or an unexplained experience that kind of like pushed me into being like, what the hell was that? And then just like learning more about ghost hunting and stuff. And then when I was in college, I was actually part of the ghost hunting, like extracurricular or club. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Which Fucking was, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I've had a few of my fair shares of holding some EMF readers to be like, is anyone here with us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I made a ghost hunting film in college. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I, I dragged a. There, there was. Uh, win. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it exists. It's it's somewhere on a hard drive. But um, I I dragged a bunch of my friends into uh, one of the buildings on our campus was rumored to have been a tuberculosis ward back when like that was raging and uh so therefore and the basement which was where the like a lot of the art studios were was supposed to be a morgue and uh yeah we didn't find shit but (laughs) it was fun um and i think i kind of have like a little bit of the opposite experience as oh at least at least ashley and james for sure um in terms of like getting into phasmo because i remember the first time i played was specifically james being like hey like found a co-op game like let's all let's all jump in and play this and i was like okay cool and we just we kind of hopped in we didn't do the tutorial because fuck that (laughs) and uh then like i just i really didn't like the game it was it was really weird and confusing and like nothing was happening and it was just like like it would just be like nothing happened nothing happened nothing happened then a ghost killed you and you were just like what what the fuck am I supposed to do here? This is awful. Um, and it, the game only really clicked for me once we unlocked professional difficulty. Yeah, I had to drag you kicking and streaming back in. Yeah. <laughs> Ve- like, very much I was like, I don't really want to play this again. And then I don't even remember, like, why we restarted, but... I I, I, I played it a lot solo after our right. initial thing, and I was like, trust me. Trust yes. Me. Just, just trust after, me. after, after a healthy session of self-loathing and a six-pack of blue moons, James can be very persuasive about things. <laughs> that's I, I, that's I, true. I, I, that's I true. That's how I got y'all to watch fucking JoJo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And Twin Peaks. Um, I, I am a very um, persuasive motherfucker. 
<laughs> but, um, but yeah, my my history with it is uh, I grew up in a haunted house. My uh, my mom's place for years had all sorts of uh, of heavy shit happening that my brother and I dealt with. Um, which you know maybe that'd be a cool topic for a podcast in the future, like real life uh, real life experiences. But like yeah, we had. Mm-hmm. We, I think we had a poltergeist because there was a lot of like physical activity things being thrown around the room and mm. all kinds of crap. I'll go into wow. another time, but so I, I, I grew up with the spoopies, and mm. um, yeah, I, I was dragged kicking and screaming back into fucking Phasmo by uh by Saber, and I, yeah, I'm I'm glad that happened because it is a great just like shut off your your uh outside world for a little bit and just key in on some fine details like cat I, I think it's similar yes. to like how you look at mist yes yes it, it it is it has a very it has a very zen gameplay experience yeah. which is funny because it's like scary but yes yeah, yeah. And, and and when it is scary i feel like it is effective but for the most part it's like you're you're solving a puzzle you're yeah. playing detective that's that's like one of the um, things with with a lot of people that other people that I know who play Faz were like, how are you able to do Faz solo and, and, and whatnot? Or like, aren't you scared? Like, and because if it, on my stream, I'm very stoic throughout most horror games. I have a very mm-hmm. high tolerance for yeah. horror bullshit, yeah. especially jump scares like, oh, spooky or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, that that's for me, like what really made it sort of a very therapeutic experience and and why I kept going back to it is is sort of that zen like experience of just like this is a puzzle i have to think and keep my eyes open and keep my ears open uh-huh. and like pay attention uh like I, i'm not necessarily the best with ghost behavior yet but there have been instances where uh-huh. as we've been streaming where i'm like all right this ghost is cuz i mean sometimes some fast sessions can be really fucking bullshitty where the ghost is just yes. not fucking doing anything Yes. And 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 just trying to like work out what the fuck it is can be just really satisfying. Hmm. Yeah, it's, no, very much so. It yeah. yeah. Like I mean, and especially with the new hardest difficulty where, oh God, you know, yeah. they, they they literally remove a piece of evidence so you have to kind of know how a ghost behaves. Yeah. Um yeah, like that. It, it it's just it's a very like fun, um, it's a fun like chill time with friends, and I think that's why it's lasted for us for so much longer than so many other co op games or like multiplayer games. Yeah, mm-hmm. just because there's this level of like, like yeah, you know, sure we'll we'll you know we'll jump into Dead by Daylight or or something else just to like you know kind of like get the get the blood pumping. Um, but Faz is just like the great fallback of like, I just want to hang out with you guys, yeah. you know? And, and fuck, if we can, you know, do it in a spooky, spooky high school and catch some ghosts, <laughs> all the better. And, and, and then occasionally subject ourselves to really, really asinine, stupid, bullshit, hard challenges. Like, yes, we're not going to like use no lights. lights. <laughs> yeah. No lights high school, which is, Oh awful, my god. Wonderful. And then <laughs> it's, and, it's glorious. And then and then despite how awful the and boring the setup time is, uh, I've had yes. so much fun with our 0% sanity runs just because it's like 0% you, you walk like 5 feet and there's a hunt. It's like, "Oh god, I got to hide." Yes. 
Zero Percent Sanity is a fucking joy. I've <laughs> I've loved doing that one. Like just and Asylum's like the perfect map for it. Just those that huge map. So half the time you're just like, I just need to be as far away from the ghost as possible. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And, it's, and you just hear it's it wonderful. stomping around. And you're like, oh god, is where mm-hmm. is it? Where is it? Where is it? Mm-hmm. And it's and it's thrilling. and the hilarious bugs we've found where oh, it's yeah. just like. Oh yeah, like if it's if it's the banshee, if the person that she's targeted and you well, obviously they patched this out already. Yeah. But if the person that she's picked as her victim just stays in the van, you, you no hunts ever happen. Yeah, that 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 that, that led to a lot of uh, super smooth runs. Or I, yep. I remember early on where where we were able to like levitate a player with the the, the drawers. Uh, oh God, yes, that was, that was awesome. Uh, yeah. That that one moment where where Zumbi died, but then he didn't really die. <laughs> yes, and he was just walking around with us. He was running, yeah, went, running ooh, after me. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Oh my god! Yeah, there have been there have been so many like fun moments just because it's it really lends itself to just like it's just a group of people hanging out together and and goofing around and yeah we're yelling obscenities at you know the the ai and yeah you know get, getting our ass eaten yeah it's and, uh especially in the last few months where they they've drastically overhauled the game multiple times there's been this joy yeah. of just having to relearn everything yes and i i will say i think um this this dev in particular is really really good about like taking criticism and learning and improving because you know like a lot of a, a lot of early access games like don't really do that very well like they'll yeah. they'll add more stuff or you know i mean like like you know we tried to play pacify right and it was just completely broken on so many levels yeah, yeah. um and i feel like that's the that's the general vibe of uh, early access games is is that, but this dev has been so responsive and so engaged with his community, um, and you know, like also, like also discussing the the people who kind of like have followed him and made games, you know, sort of, you know, the the Phasma clones, mm-hmm. where oh, you know, like this one, I, I forget which one it is. I think it's uh, what's what was the first Exorcism one? Ghost Hunter Core. Ghost Hunter Core. Yeah, when Ghost Hunter Core was like, yeah, we're doing we're doing exorcisms, and people kind of came back to him in his forums saying, hey, why don't we get to do something like that? And, you know, his reasoning was because that's not, you know, what that's not the feel of the game I'm going for. Yeah. Like, I feel like you being able to uh, counter the ghost or, uh, you know, remove the ghost entirely just doesn't vibe with the, the atmosphere of the game that I'm going for. Yeah. And it's like, hey, that's totally fair. Like, stick to your stick to your guns, man. Yeah, um, exactly. But then also... Also, adding stuff like the like the Phasma Tracker actually into the game, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, hey, people clearly really, really want this. They clearly want, you know, something to improve their their detection of their detective abilities. Mm-hmm. So why not just make it a gameplay mechanic? Yeah, like like it, it th- that Phasma Tracker got us through so many instances of just being able to narrow down the ghost a lot faster, as opposed to just having to scroll through the journal tedious like over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. then when when it was finally implemented as a mechanic it's like fuck yes this is what we've been wanting yes the, the ability to rule out evidence yes like, oh god it's so, so good so so much more satisfying and yes then just, 
updating and and it it doesn't sorry go ahead i was just gonna say like updating stuff and taking criticisms in stride like the whole mm -hmm. nightmare difficulty like i like everybody wanted something harder than professional and of course because it's difficulty everybody had their own different ideas as to what's what's the best way to do it what's the the worst way to do it etc cetera, etc cetera. and we all dove into nightmare when it came out and it was fun but there was a lot of frustration to it just because the ghosts were a little they were like hopping between rooms way too frequently and and they weren't quite as distinct enough to be able to mm -hmm. like easily tell just based on behavior not that determining behavior is easy but like if you know what you're looking for, you can figure out like, oh, it's a revenant. Oh, it's a shade. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like he took that in stride, and it was like, okay, I'm going to update. I'm going to update the 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 ghost behavior so it's much more distinct, and there's a lot more specific tells. So if you know what you're looking for, you can figure the shit out. Uh, I'm going to include the Ouija board 100% of the time on Nightmare, even though that was only for like. A month or two because then they uh, did the cursed possessions thing where Ouija I which I love random. it's so good yeah and like it's it's it adds a really fun it, it's like a little treat on top of what you're doing yeah it's just like a fun oh yeah I can just you know summon a hunt at will or yeah. you know I can I can use these tarot cards and I run the risk of instantly fucking dying <laughs> yep I, I still haven't and I really want to it's 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 fucking hilarious I, I, yeah I still, exactly i'm still remembering that moment where where lou stole the tarot cards and is like i'm gonna pull one and it's like all right well tell us what you got and she's like fuck you no i'm not and she pulls one and just instantly drops dead and it's like <laughs> all right well i guess we know what that one was <laughs> yeah and and uh <clears throat> just seeing people like I, I, i've also seen some people comment like with the fast clones They're like oh i hope this flops or whatever and it's like fuck I want no. to see them succeed. No, it's, it's, it's good for the genre. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, want, I want to see them succeed and do unique things that Faz doesn't do. And I want to exactly. see what Faz does to counter them. You know? Yeah, because if you just exist in a void where you're the only you know thing in it, right? If it was just Phasmophobia, he would have no need to change anything up or improve anything because it's just like this is what you're getting right you have a monopoly on this particular genre um but instead that we have this group that's now kind of like growing and learning from one another and and you know responding to one another's changes and you know adding different things yeah. I, it's it's a really cool space to be in i feel like at this point yeah and also yeah. no video game genre has ever had just one video game that fit it yeah generally exactly. like there's always copycats in a way but mm -hmm. people try to own their own uh narrative or mm -hmm. they add a spin on some sort of game mechanic and and that's what brings in different fans to the genre and it's like you don't have to like it you can go ahead and say phasmo is the best one and that's the only one i'm gonna play that's fine but maybe someone plays phasmo and they're like i like this but not as much and then someone plays forewarned and then it's like whoa i really like egyptian history so this is perfect for me and that's great for those devs because it doesn't it like the game isn't in any less fun than Phasmo. Yeah. It's just not the original. It's it, like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that uh, banana because like a, a friend of mine, a fellow Twitch streamer, Rio, like he he digs the genre of like this sort of thing. But like 
because of the amount of downtime that can happen in Faz, like it doesn't necessarily click as well for him, but he's super into Egyptian mythology. So it's like forewarned mm-hmm. is like, yeah, I fucking dig this shit. I will play more forewarned yeah. sort of thing. And it's like, that's cool. I, I, I really dig that. Or mm-hmm. just seeing different people's takes on how to exercise a ghost or, or mm-hmm. what ghost evidence can be like, I, I super dig how even though Obsidio is very janky and it has a lot of issues, I really dig the fact that the evidence to, ter- to determine what the ghost is is based off of ghost events. And it's just mm-hmm. this yes. list of like a hundred plus possible ghost events. And you mm-hmm. don't you don't need all of them. You just need to click them and whittle them down and just use your mm-hmm. observational skills to figure yep. out what the fuck you're dealing with. Or there's this one... Uh, it was supposed to come out months ago, but the dev, God bless them, is very adamant that they want a very polished experience for the early access version, so they just don't want to sure. shit it out on the onto the floor. And I'm, I I, mm-hmm. I respect that, considering that like as yeah. we've seen like with with Ghost Hunter Core Obsidio or that one that I played recently, Somni, and then Ghost Exile. There's a lot of mm. jank in 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 early access Are stuff. You- uh, Do you have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because you've played a lot of these, but also I guess I want to hear from everybody who has played more than one, more than just Faz. Do you have like a ranking of, you know, like, like your feelings on? Yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, so far anyway, um, like Faz is, is my favorite. It's kind of my go-to just, it's the one that I've spent the most time in and I like where it's going. And then that's followed by Forewarned because it's unique. Because of the mm-hmm. whole, like, it takes the Egyptian mythology concept and, and just does something different with with the ghost hunting investigation thing. Uh, this would mm-hmm. probably be followed by Obsidio, even though I haven't played it quite as much because of the whole circumstance, like, the, the, the observational evidence element of it. And then probably mm-hmm. Ghost Exile. I think that's been a very strong debut, but it gets a lot of points docked because it's as of right now, just very Faz-like. Of all the Faz clones, it's it's the one that's the most identical to Faz and doesn't quite have its own unique identity just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghost Hunter Core would be afterwards, you know, after that. Uh, it's gotten a lot better since it launched, but there's still just a lot of that frustration from when it first came out where the ghost is just non-stop burning through your defense items which was frustrating right yes um, that was I, very annoying i did not have a fun time no yeah. in those early uh those early weeks of ghost hunters core yeah no not at all and then then somnia which was the one that i most recently played is probably my least favorite because it's definitely so far the jankiest and it, it really seems like playing it solo there's 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 really no point to it because it's just too 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 tricky to navigate through mm, but i'm okay. very I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the huntings which is the one that i was i was mentioning where it's uh it's phasmo but with character classes and i yes. I, I like that i'm, I'm pumped for that. <laughs> yeah yeah like you get a priest you get the zach bagans type you get a videographer and, and all this other shit it's like that's cool i can dig it anyways what about you guys what's what's your ranking I don't have near enough experience with um with the genre to really do a ranking. I've mm-hmm. I've put 
I put a lot of time and love into Phasmophobia mm-hmm. and only just really dipped my toes into um into the others. I don't like Ghost Hunter's core. Yeah. Basically at all. Mm-hmm. Um and uh Obsidio from what I played of it was fun. Uh the observational evidence is super cool. Um mm-hmm. I haven't touched Forewarned, but I would like to at some point. Hell yeah. Um yeah, mostly mostly I'm just a Phasmo simp. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I haven't dipped my toes at all, really, in any of the other ones except for Phasmo. I have mm-hmm. seen uh, Saber play, and you guys play, Forewarned, but I don't really know anything of the other games. I kn- I've heard of them, but I haven't watched them or re- like actually dove into playing them or looking into them more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Phasmo, I, I just kind of have nestled myself into Phasmo and then pretty comfy there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, nothing nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, like, I, I haven't played as much as James, but I've definitely joined for, and I definitely haven't played any solo, but I think I've joined for maybe a few more than you guys. And I would say my ranking is probably very similar with, with Phas at the, at the very top and then yeah, for, forewarned is next for sure. Um, and especially after this last update, it just felt it felt really good. Yeah, that new update um, is so fucking good. Yeah, I I I like Obsidio. It's very it's got a long way to go. Um, and yeah, I hated I hated the Ghost Hunter Ghost Hunter core. I think uh, of all of them, it's the one that at least initially. I know you said they've they've changed a lot and improved a lot. I think it's the one that got the appeal of Phasmo the most wrong. Yeah. Which like you can you can argue, oh well, they were trying to do their own thing. And it's like, no, they weren't. <laughs> um yeah, they 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 basically just said Phasmo's boring. Let's do a ghost hunting one that's not boring. And then it just became this frenetic like yeah. y- you don't even have to investigate anything. You can just step one toe in the house and the ghost is already like spitting five pieces of evidence at you and you're just like okay cool bye bye this is this is the one too where you can get attacked in the truck right yes. yeah it's yeah like, okay i remember it's like a this. 30 second gameplay loop and you're just kind of like okay sure whatever yeah, it's, it's i think that was the go ahead saber oh no no go on i was all i was gonna say was i think that was the one that you bought me to play with you guys when it first came out yes. but i didn't find time before you guys had already you you had played it and hated it so quickly you stopped <laughs> yep. playing before i had a moment to actually join you i mean I, I, I go back to it from now now and again so you're more than welcome to join me every so often i'd be interested just to finally check it out for sure but i i just wanted to make that comment because <laughs> i was like i do remember this now because i remember the short blip of time we talked about it and then you were already playing forewarned yeah, it was, part, part, part of the frustration stemmed from, apparently, there was a bug where every mm-hmm. single time, uh, like, the ghost was supposed to be agitated, it was actually not, like, counting one, but it was counting, like, multiple. So the ghost ah. was getting way too agitated way too quickly. And mm-hmm. that was part of the appeal for some people. Like I know Dusk was like yeah. very much into the idea of just this this constant threat. And there 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 is a bit of an appeal to that, but within reason. And mm-hmm. having to burn through like ten crucifixes or ten statues of Mary within a single session, especially given how expensive they are in game, is just mm-hmm. that that that's less less fun difficulty and more frustrating and tedious difficulty of just like 
okay, the ghost is just going to just keep ramming my this one crucifix nonstop over and over and over again. It's like, that's not fun. That's, that's, that's a bit more frustrating. Um, yeah, no, absolutely not. And, and they've definitely scaled that back down considerably where I think even in the most recent update, the, the pacing is, is much closer to Faz where the ghost is less willing to give you evidence and the, there's definitely risk of death, but it's not as instantaneous as it was with like at launch where it's like you walk into the house and the ghost is immediately like, I'm going to eat that ass. And it's like, all right, mm, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I it was, it was, I, I, I think I played one, one session with, I think it was you and Lou, I think. And like literally, literally the, I, the core gameplay loop that I remember, oh no, it was, it was, it was you, me and Lee mm-hmm. for that very first one. And I remember the core gameplay loop was all of us going into the entrance together and then just you dumping a bunch of stuff and being like, oh, I got this one. I got this one. I got this one. And we would never have to go further than the entrance because the ghost was just immediately yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And then we were, yeah, we were burning crucifixes and then we just like hightailed it back to the van really quick. And it was just like. Like, I, I remember seeing this, like, this big map and being like, oh, can I go inside? And they were just like, no, 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 we don't need to go inside. And it's just like, well, <laughs> yeah, I I think I think I, I, I would say I could tell it was a bug, but then that's how they released the game. So I have a feeling they at least played it a couple of times <laughs> before they released it. Yeah. And I it's... think they were just like, yeah, that's what we want. And then realized, oh, but it's not what everyone else actually likes <laughs> yeah that, that that's kind of my thing with somni as well was like i walked into the map and like i was telling you guys uh offline like the tutorial for that is literally just you click a button on the bulletin board in the lobby and you just have some audio file play that explains the mechanics as opposed to like mm. the fast tutorial where it's like hey here's all these items go 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 have at it and it's like a little little safe house there's a ghost in there, but it's not going to attack you. You can figure shit out, you know, figure it, you know, whatever. Or even even the way Ghost Hunter Core does its tutorial where it's like, in the lobby, here's all the items. You can play with them and figure out what they do. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's boring listening to just this... Yeah, a, a, a dude talk. stranger talk to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, in Insomni, it's like, I'll walk in... And there's, as far as I know, no sanity mechanic. It's just RNG uh-huh. as to when the ghost yeah. attacks you. And a very basic, a very basic UX lesson to learn for people developing, like you know, small-time developers, small indie developers. Do not just talk instructions at your players. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's that's not a good way to deliver information or like gameplay knowledge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, I, I, that's why I've only done twenty and minutes I in think, that game. I think, despite the fact that um, I, I I didn't like Phasmo out of the gate, and that's why I've kind of given a lot of these a lot of these Phasmo clones a little bit more benefit of the doubt because and I did I did come back for another session of Ghost Hunter Core because I was like, well, I didn't like Faz the first time either, so maybe playing another time when I actually know what I'm doing will be more fun. Um, and it wasn't. Um, <laughs> But, uh... <laughs> I'll bring you back a third time, god damn it. <laughs> oh my god, we'll we'll see about that. But the, um... Uh... Oh my god, what's it called? The... 
specifically the tutorialization of of Phasmo, I think, kind of did it right. Because those initial, like, you know, the super easy mode that you initially only have unlocked is just like, hey, the ghost doesn't do anything for five minutes. So for five minutes, or other than leave evidence. So for five minutes, you can just walk around the house and explore and, like, figure out what you're supposed to be doing. And take your time. And take your time, which, you know, obviously I... I didn't like and I found really boring and I was like, what like what am I supposed to do here? But I think, you know, with proper going into the tutorial and figuring out kind of like like how to actually even do a thing, it's like, oh yeah, this these initial levels of easing you into how this these things work, getting you familiar with the maps and the equipment. That's that's pretty good. You know? Yeah. And and then it even has its own which a lot of these games don't be like even ghost exile, which just came out. Like a, a, there's an option on the main menu tutorial, but it's grayed out and just says coming soon. Um, <clears throat> you know, Faz has that tutorial level, which where the ghost literally will not attack you regardless of how long you stay in the house, regardless of what your sanity is at, because they're like, no, we want you mm-hmm. to learn the basic tool shit. And figure yes. out what to do. And, yeah, and, and, and we're giving you we're giving you a safe a safe thing to to just test. We're giving you a test space. Yeah, and, and you get used to the audio design and and seeing the different ghost events and how to use the different 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 equipment and and all that. And it's it's neat. It's fun. Although I didn't do yeah, that. Yeah, going. You know. Because I'm an going 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 forward, it'll be really interesting to see how they're going to keep pushing the envelope and keep innovating it. Because I think if they keep trying to go down the same route for too long, it'll just start to stagnate. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah, um, absolutely. Like, as it, long as the games that are coming out aren't going to be afraid to take risks and incorporate a lot new, you know, newer yeah. gameplay elements and yeah. And these these are the spaces to do that. The the small small indie devs really like shouldn't be afraid to kind of push the envelope mm-hmm. it's where a lot of innovation happens it's yeah. like yeah you're you know you're you're yes yes you're like a solo a solo dev and it's scary and you want to you know make an impact and make money um but like you know you you can't just rely on being the next angry birds or whatever for example because yeah. if, if um, that was that was one that had a lot of clones yeah early if, on if, if you're just gonna make if you're gonna make a fast type game Try to put a unique spin on it and and do your own unique shit with it because if it if it's yeah. just a copy paste job and you just shit it out onto the marketplace and in early access and go well it's early access don't judge it too hard people are still yeah. going to judge it because you're yeah. you're expecting people to pay their hard earned money for a game and mm-hmm. if it's super 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 buggy and unpolished and unplayable it's just going to get refunded or you're not going to really have any players playing it. Yep. You gotta you gotta you gotta keep at it. And that's that's one thing I can say with the um so at least with some of the games in this genre is these devs do seem to understand that where where even even if they release their game and it's in a really fucking janky state, like Obsidio, mm-hmm. they are constantly yeah. pushing out new content and they're constantly pushing out bug fixes. And mm-hmm. to their credit Making a game is really fucking hard, especially if it's a Absolutely. solo dev or especially if it's a small team. 
And it's even mm-hmm. fucking harder when you're doing a multiplayer game because there's so many oh, fucking God, internet yes. variables to take into account. Like, it's 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 a fucking nightmare. So I, I want to cut them yep. some slack, but then I absolutely played like that Sunmi thing, and it was just that game. According to Steam, just got a version one point one release, and I I, mm-hmm. I do want to give it a little more time and maybe play it with somebody else to see if it if there is something there. But like, yeah. it it left such a a sour taste in my mouth that I gave up on it after twenty minutes, as opposed no. to like Ghost Hunter uh, Ghost Hunter Core, where I I think my first solo stream of that was like an hour or two, and same thing with Obsidian yeah. and Forewarned and Ghost Exile, where it's like I'm <clears throat> there's jank and there's stuff that's pissing me off, but it's like I'm able to appreciate stuff of just like okay, this is this is kind of neat or whatever. It's fun. Yeah. So, I guess... Don't guitar her, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess maybe this is now kind of like... Closing thoughts on, on, on Phasmophobia and Phasmo clones and, mm-hmm. and the sort of... I don't really want to... Like, like the ghost hunting slash... Yeah, I guess the ghost hunting genre of indie games. Um, I I personally, again, I really I really like this space. I like having a like essentially it boils down to it's a co-op detective game. And I'm a big mm-hmm. detective game fan. So I just really like having kind of like a chill like, oh, I get to solve puzzles with friends. And there's like a, a nice shiny coat of like horror paint on top of it where I'm hunting mm-hmm. ghosts. So that's that's my take on it. I, I think it's nice that we've we've got a horror game trend in the spotlight that has substance to it. Um, mm-hmm. Like the the okay. walking simulator trend was frustrating. Mm-hmm. The Five Nights at Freddy's phase was very frustrating. Yeah. Um, the slender, slender phase was frustrating. The slender yeah. phase was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we've got a trend of games that actually are very enjoyable and they have a lot of room for expansion and evolution and hopefully the, the devs that are probably working on projects as we speak are going to not be afraid to to push the ticket a little bit and get some uh get some more innovative shit out there because i'm definitely curious to see what uh what becomes of it yeah hell yeah i'm just happy to have my inner zach baggins come out and get my (laughs) ass ate yeah yeah basically it's banana running around like shark fin (laughs) it was my default persona when i started phasmo i walked in and i was like you fucking yeah. pussies get out here yeah and then i heard I, go ahead i was just gonna say i still have some clips on my channel of you when we we're playing and and you're just walking around I was like yeah what up you pussy what are you gonna do and it's like oh <laughs> banana you're you're at like 20 percent sanity i don't need no fucking sanity pills and <laughs> i booted up this game at 20 insanity I was around, <laughs> and then it's like the second the ghost starts hunting banana's just like oh shit fuck run he's coming he's coming um well especially after i heard that the dev added like added in that the ghost would recognize uh, insults and swears and yeah. stuff i was like oh hell yeah this dev understood the assignment and so i really went in thick with it oh, yeah. hell yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 wonderful and i also kind of love the fact that like 
to, to cycle back before I get to my closing thoughts, that there was so much misinformation about Faz at the start because the dev was very adamant about not really diving in, like explaining too many of the mechanics. So yeah. it was a general assumption that we all assumed was, was a gameplay feature that the ghost could hear you during a hunt. And then we found out four months after the fact that wasn't a feature but the dev liked mm -hmm. that idea so much that it became a feature <laughs> that's like fuck what did we do luckily we'd all been practicing already so yeah yeah sucker sucker uh yeah i, I guess my closing thoughts is it's similar to all of yours it's like it's a very zen-like experience i like I prefer co-op multiplayer games as opposed to competitive stuff. So, you know, that, that helps yeah. a lot. And the fact that it's mm -hmm. very puzzle-like with, with that vibes with what I like in survival horror, I like puzzles and by puzzles, I don't mean walk in one room and, and pick up an object and then walk to another room and take it there. Like I want there to be a little bit more thought, which is kind of the problem with a lot of modern walking, walking sim horror games, which is why I don't really vibe with them all that much um and the fact that there still is a genuine risk uh i i'm excited to see how the genre continues to evolve and i'm hoping that more more devs will will take this concept and apply it to different different things kind of like forewarned um my only other thought is uh dk uh please implement custom difficulty so i can load in with zero sanity without having to wait for 40 goddamn minutes so i can go <laughs> back to i can go back to saber gets his ass eaten within 30 seconds on zero percent sanity asylum baby bring bring back my mimic ghost please yeah bring back also bring back the mimic ghost please bring even if it's as a ghost event that shit is the stories I've they were heard, so cool the stories i've heard yeah. and the videos i've seen of that are super fucking neat and the little we've experienced of that in Forewarned is really exciting. And when we were playing Obsidio and we heard, when when we read that one of the ghosts is apparently able to imitate other hunt investigators, like, we got so excited. We still haven't seen that yet, but it's like, that's so cool! It's, it's like yeah. that subtle creepiness of, like, you think you're standing next to your buddy, and it's like, oh no, it, it'd be ghosty. And and then it makes ghost face. So, ah! Yeah. And and we've we've I, I think you mentioned this, but we've seen it in Forewarned that it's it's one of the creepiest effects mm -hmm. to just be like, wait, is that you? Is that you? You're walking at me? Oh my god. <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah, it, it, it's it's so good. It's super creepy in Forewarned seeing the uh I can't remember the, the, the mummy's name, but just it just ominously walking towards you and you're just like, I, I don't know if that's mm -hmm. you or not. Yep. And it's it, it's pretty great. It creates so much more tension that just normally wouldn't be there. So we should move on to our weekly recaps because uh, I think we're coming up on the two and a half hour mark. Winding this down, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So banana boat. Typically, we like to kind of like leave off our viewers with like sort of what we've been experiencing outside of the, the the goon squad so to speak so we'll just talk a little what bit like yeah like for about like 15 minutes about like different media we've consumed whether it's you know books or tv shows or movies or games or you know what have you good shit so what so, you've been doing oh yeah 
Ooh, um, ooh, uh, <laughs> quick. <laughs> um, I one thing that I did recently was finally finish Dark. Which, oh, oh, the TV show. The TV show. It's on Netflix. It's mm. German thriller. How I cannot that? recommend that fucking show enough. Holy mm. shit. So from what I've gathered about it and like people out there who might listen to this, if I said something incorrect, I'm sorry. But from what I gathered about it is that they started before they even went in to make the show, they wrote the whole thing start to finish. They're like, we are making three seasons. That is it. Mm-hmm. So because of that, everything is closed up. Everything has a purpose. Every, and, and it's a, I don't want to like spoil anything mm-hmm. because it's so good, but everything is tied up and tied together and at, when you finish it it is just fucking insane and i've been like obsessed now with like the subreddit and looking at diagrams online to like pinpoint things and connect things together can you give um, us the like like a one like a one or two sentence elevator pitch for like what the show's about um small town in germany uh experience some unexplained events uh after someone's son goes missing Ooh, okay that you checked all my boxes right there (laughs) it it is i will have to check that out so fucking good yeah like um and the music is so perfect like i've also been binging through all the soundtracks from all three seasons Mm. um the casting, I don't want to give it away, but once you look at the casting and you look at the actors, well, like as their characters, like all together, like if you put them next to each other, it's, it's so good. It's so good. I legit thought some people were CGI. I was like, there's no way that these two actors look this closely related. And then I'd look it up and I'm like, no, it's actually two different fucking actors. Like the casting is just insane. Um, yeah. Nice. 10 out of 10 for sure and the, the, and the cool. shots are beautifully done yeah awesome. <laughs> anything else you uh you feel like bringing up um no that's been the thing i'm, I'm already re-watching okay. it like nice. oh nice <laughs> how uh how many episodes is it um it's i think if i remember correctly it's like for three seasons it's like seven eight ten or maybe seven ten ten or something like that Okay. 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 That's not, that's not too bad. Yeah. And I, th- I think a big thing about it because I, I don't want to spoil it. Cause it's like the big twist <laughs> no, no, of it. No, no, no. no spoiler cast. I just, I yeah. really want to, I really just want to emphasize that like, it is a type of story that needs things answered and like mm-hmm. to make sense of the rules and they mm-hmm. fucking do it. So wow. well, yeah. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll do another goon cast on it or something at some point. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Bring me in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee, what you been up to? Uh, mine's been very, um, very quick, actually. Uh, still making my way through uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, I am going through what the fan base has been touting as the worst world in the game, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is, is? Uh, Frozen. Oh, really? And... Um, Oh, it sucks. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I would I'll, agree with that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's rough. Like, uh, so it takes place at the point in the story where Elsa has gone off to make her ice palace 
And mm-hmm. Sora's like, I gotta go talk to her because, like, light and dark and, you know, Kingdom Hearts stuff. Mm-hmm. And three times, three times, I have been thrown down the side of the mountain. Oh my god. To have to climb back up. And so it like has... It's the, become le- the Sisyphus level. <laughs> it's, it's become self-aware. Like, I get to the top, and then a villain throws me off. And then oh I get to the god. top, and then an avalanche happens, and I have to slide down the mountain and then start over. And then I get back up to the top, and then something else yeets me off the side. And then the game becomes self-aware because Sora lands and looks up just kind of off-camera and goes... Wow, good thing the snow is so soft because of how often I'm getting thrown off the side of this mountain. (laughs) Like, verbatim, that's what he says. Wow. And I went, you motherfuckers. (laughs) It, it's pain. So, uh, I've been making slow progress through that. Mm -hmm. Uh, what I've currently binging, and I actually just finished an episode of before we started up the pod today, is season four of Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. Cobra Kai is the shit. Um, <laughs> That's I am, the YouTube I am, show. Yeah. So cool. uh, for those of you uh, who are not in the loop, Cobra Kai is a spinoff of the Karate Kid movie series, um, which I did not watch as a child, and I still have not watched. Oh. And I love this fucking series. Um, it's has a, the kind series of a... inspired you to watch it at some point, or hell no. Okay. <laughs> I dig it. No. Um the you only yeah, the need gimmick to see the is... first one. Don't watch Karate Kid 2, 3, or 4. Well, that's the funny thing, is that this series uh does incorporate plot elements from all the sequels. Mm. Um is and tries Swank to on like <laughs> I haven't come across Hillary Swank yet. But we've okay. we've gotten to the villain of uh Karate Kid, I think it's three, uh oh who's God. like this this coked out goon with a ponytail. Sounds and uh they are canon, like they're make, making cano- uh, canonical steps to like make it make sense of like, oh, he was just super intense all the time because they have officially made it like an in character drug problem, and he had PTSD from Vietnam. Oh, he's like, yeah, I can't. I came back from Nam and I didn't know how to function, so I was I was hiding in the drugs, and it's like, oh, you guys are actually taking steps to like make that outlandish acting make sense. Okay. Cool. Um, But yeah, it's the idea of the bully kid from the first uh, from the first movie uh, has had his life ruined by the fact that he lost a children's karate exhibition. Mm -hmm. Um, So like they're like uh, him and him. uh, Him and Daniel, the main character of the movie, are like 40 now. Daniel's got like a successful car dealership. He's totally like, you know, he's gone on and made a successful life for himself. and. Poor fucking, uh, poor fucking kid from the first one got got beaten in a karate tournament. Life ruined. He's like a forty year old alcoholic. He like can't hold a job. All this shit. <laughs> and um, the short version is they wind up restarting their karate dojos, and uh, it's sort of like anti hero as the as the main character, and it's just super fucking good. It's um, it's got a little bit of that like. 90s early 2000s primetime drama cheese to it mm-hmm. it doesn't take itself too seriously it it hits just the right amount of tongue-in-cheek it it really embraces what it's doing and the best part is that while it's totally trying to take advantage of nostalgia and like 80s hype it doesn't overdo it 
it's Ooh. not trying to make you have the member berries over the 80s. Mm, that's which, good. thank you. Like, mm-hmm. it just, it, it references it just enough and keeps, you know, just a few references in there. But yeah, great series. I'm just about done with season four right now. I think I've got like three episodes left. And um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Very cool. That's, uh, nice. that's been my week. Cool. Um, don't mind, James. I guess I'll go next. Yeah, go for it. I, I I've literally done shit except for ghost hunting games in the last week or so. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so one of the big things that I did this week that like I guess kind of should be talked about, but I'm also so lukewarm on it that I'm like I don't even really. I barely have anything to say about it is I watched the Eternals. Oh, um, yeah. And my, my consensus on it is probably more favorable than the critical reception, but like also just like, I don't think it was anything like it was just a very weird, it was just, it was, it's one of the lesser Marvel movies and that's Mm -hmm. basically it where it's just like, none of the characters are very interesting. Um, but there's still like, superhero action so like if that's what you're into this this is this is that it's basically just another team-up movie but without any characters being established um which i don't think any of them needed to be established because they're very one-dimensional they're just they're all just like they're 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 just gods who it turns out all the gods from you know ancient religions are all basically just these human robot aliens from like from the celestials yeah i had heard someone explain it as it's not a marvel it's not really a marvel movie uh at all until you just hear them mention some of the main marvel characters that you'll know of and then you're like oh i guess this makes it a marvel movie (laughs) yeah somebody name drops thor somebody name drops like why didn't you do anything about thanos and like one of the big criticisms i think i remember seeing online was like oh these people are so powerful but like they didn't do anything to stop all of these terrible things that happened while they were living on earth and it's like uh, you guys are being overly pedantic i think because the movie does explain why they didn't and it's just like i can cut it some slack by like of course you need a hand wavy excuse why these super powered individuals haven't shown up before yeah it's it's because they're not popular marvel entities and therefore we wouldn't have put them in the movies yet but like now that marvel is this fucking behemoth now it works yeah right it's, but it's, it's just you could even yeah, I'm apply like, that whatever. to like Captain Marvel with the earlier ones, where it's like, oh, you have it, Captain Marvel existing. Yeah. Why didn't she come back? It's like, because she wasn't introduced yet. She's off doing something yeah. else, all right? Yeah, exactly. Like, what? Just, just, like, you can suspend your disbelief enough to just go with it that, like, yeah, okay. They'll they'll give some hand-waving excuse, like, other planets exist. And it's like, yeah. sure, whatever. I, I don't, I, 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 I don't complain about that. On, honestly, too, like, with with even that criticism, you could apply it to almost every single Marvel movie. Like I, I yeah, haven't exactly. I haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie yet. But you could apply mm-hmm. it to the new Spider-Man movie of oh the multiverse is collapsing and there's all these additional villains coming in. Why yeah. aren't the Avengers showing up? Exactly. And it's, it's just like who cares, or, guys? Or like, Thor <laughs> the Dark World. We're not in you that know? universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could just throw their own world back at them because it's supposed yeah. to be a multiverse. It's like, well, I guess they just didn't make a movie about that. Yeah, yeah exactly it's, it's because these so, movies would become too bloated otherwise 
Yeah. We've mm-hmm. already talked they way longer. Already? We've already <laughs> talked way longer about the Eternals than I wanted to. It's okay <laughs> if like if you have Disney Plus, it's just like, yeah, you can watch it, whatever. It was not I, I had no like I watched it and I was like, that was a movie and then went on with my life. I would only watch it because Richard Madden is pretty. <laughs> yeah. And I just yeah. want to look at yeah. him. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um and then uh two other things I guess is I've started, you know, replaying a bunch of the old Holmes games. Um so that's that's all what's happening on my stream. Sure. I finished uh the the Cthulhu Holmes the the Awakened, which was uh very it's 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 a fun game. It's a very janky game. You can see kind of like the bones of what eventually becomes like their kind of like bread and butter with the investigations, but for the for the start at least it's very like asinine inve- adventure game that's not very well made um but you know it's still it's still a good time on stream and i'll be playing lupin soon uh and then the other thing is uh fucking attack on titans back babies <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so with a sick new metalcore intro yeah oh my god i was so pumped so yeah they've got um so just the first the first episode of season four, part two, dropped last week. Um, and yeah, I remember almost nothing about what's going on in that show, but I just I'm I love it. The 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 animation looks so good for this season. You can tell that they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're 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 putting money into this. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see this is supposed to be the conclusion. So Sweet. I'm I'm excited to see how it all ends. I uh I know Attack on Titan's like super popular. Um I liked season one a lot. Season one and two are pretty good. Um season three goes really off the rails, in my opinion, and gets a little bit too it just gets a little bit too wacky for my tastes. But season four brought it around to a concept that I personally find really fascinating. And the way they did it, I was just like holy fuck, I can't believe they're doing this, and it's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, like... Uh, it was great. All right, AOT, love it. Yeah, so that's that's basically been my last couple of weeks, is just Holmes, some shitty Marvel movies, and uh, Attack on Titan being back. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, Damn. For, for me, like I said, it's I've just been ignoring my switch responsibilities and getting sidetracked like a goldfish constantly and doing <laughs> ghosty games uh i mentioned it you know briefly during the you know our, our ghost investigation thingy um new ghost game came out ghost exile and it is very 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 much a faz clone it does some really cool unique stuff like audio design is really fucking strong and I want cool. to cut it a lot more slack than some of the other ones, because I would say that thus far, even though there definitely is some jank to it, mm-hmm. this is the most polished launch of a ghost hunting game since Forewarned, maybe? Uh, and oh, wow. when when you take into account that apparently the current version of ghost exile was made in three months that's kind of insane wow um there's some unique little details to it where like 
in phasmophobia uh you you go into a mission and you're immediately fed what the ghost's name is that's the only other ghost hunting game where the ghost's name is applicable applicable uh in this particular game you actually do not know that going in and you actually have to search the house and find identification to find out what the ghost's name is and like okay that's that's really cool it could potentially on bigger maps get to be a little tedious because where the id spawns is rng and it spawns in a, in a drawer so you have to kind of go and and open all the drawers but like at least for the smaller maps uh it, it does add a little bit more investigation element to it which is kind of neat um they 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 crib the whole oh the breaker starts off and the house is colder when 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 you first get in but like on higher difficulties uh a fuse is missing from the breaker so you actually have to to search and find the fuse which i think is it's it's neat and it gives you a little something more to do outside of just immediately start calling the ghost a pussy to try to get evidence um mm -hmm. and there's also a separate um heater system that's that's usually somewhere in the house that you actually have to turn on to warm up the house unlike faz where it's just you turn on the breaker and all of a sudden the house magically it warms up here you actually have to mm. you know power up the heater and that's kind of neat um there you know it's it's the first ghost hunting game that has actually implemented evp which is kind of cool uh it has motion tracker as an as an actual piece of evidence where like it, it actually shines a different form of light in the event that it's evidence it has an exorcism element, but I haven't touched that yet because this did the forewarned thing where certain pieces of equipment are are locked behind higher levels and, and whatnot, but they tie evidence to that. And it's like, I, I'm not too keen on that element. I, I'd rather be able to find all pieces, all potential evidence just starting out and just have... As I level up, I get gear to make that easier or to to keep me safer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it's it's overall I I think a really solid effort. Um, it's fun, but again, it, it very much is just Faz, but yeah, a little jankier and and uh, not quite as as fully fleshed out. Uh, but again, I haven't done the exorcism element, so I don't know how that functions. I really hope that it can evolve and form its own identity as opposed to just being Russian phasmophobia. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, we'll see. I also recently played, for the first time, Dead by Daylight, and I like the concept of it, but playing with Randy Killers is a little frustrating. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention the Dead by Daylight. I am... I'm not a fan of I, Banana Boat. I know you've played a lot of Dead by Daylight, so you you probably have a um, a more informed opinion than than James or I. I think you guys would start liking it more once you understood the game more, so you can be a piece of shit like the killers too. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think that's the problem with a lot of asymmetrical games is. People want to introduce their friends because that's where the fun is, you know, and uh -huh. playing you either play as a big group or you play solo and, and you gank nerds. Um, but it, it does feel very inaccessible as a new player. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I hate I hate quick time mechanics. Um, it is very much built for people who have now dead sunken eyes and play the game for hours upon hours because it, it is very much just 
cheese strats versus yeah. cheese strats. Yes. And you need to know those stupid ass cheese strats. Like mm-hmm. one of the people that you were playing with last night, uh, he said it really perfectly where it was just like, yeah, it's funny playing with noob killers. You realize that even the pro, like the rank one killers, they do the same thing. Like they full circle themselves because mm-hmm. the game starts out and it's hard so mm-hmm. you face camp and tunnel vision, mm-hmm. um, and then you play the game and you try other things and you try to figure out, and then you get to the rank one and it's hard because survivors are good now. And mm-hmm. so you just face camp and tunnel vision, which <laughs> yeah. completely defeats the purpose of the actual game. And I think this is kind of on the devs to try to find a way to balance better. And like the mm-hmm. purpose is to stop the survivors from, getting out and completing gens, but instead mm-hmm. killers will just focus on, I'm just going to kill one person and make their life miserable and make this game miserable for them. Yes. Ha 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 Yeah. That's, I felt that a lot last night. <laughs> it's all about griefing each other. And then when you yeah. get in rank one though, it really is on both sides. It's about griefing each other because you get the survivors who are really good at um, James, Benny Hilling it. Yeah, and uh, just do, 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 like running around pallets and stuff, and just like fucking with killers. And on the flip of that, the killer will then just be like, "Well, I'm just gonna focus and kill this person, and yeah, may, and make their game miserable because they've made my game miserable." Yes. Um. <sighs> yeah, I I really love asymmetrical horror games. I oh, have do. played Dead by Daylight since like it's beta or something and I've watched it grow and I still just am left like unfulfilled honestly because um Mm -hmm. for a long time the servers were killer hosted so there was no game if there was no killer and because of exactly what happened to uh resistance resident evil resistance so I'm sure the same thing happened where all the devs started doing was just listening to killers complain yep, and yep. then crafting the game to whatever these non-devs, non-designer kids are saying, mm-hmm. and which would then skew the gameplay so hard and yep. just really silly things that I would see that the killers, killer mains would complain about on online forums about survivors. It was like, well, you guys run faster. You have killing abilities like... Survive to balance the game. Survivors need to be able to stun you. Why are you crying about being stunned? Yeah, that right? is a game mechanic. Get the fuck over it and get good. Like, mm-hmm. and then instead, the designers are like, "We've removed the ability to stun. We've <laughs> we've nerfed the uh, flashlights." Yep. Like, yeah. And it it's just like okay, then just make this a killer's game because that's what it is. Yeah, and then exactly. you'll, you'll hear the opposite though, where killers are like, "It's a survivor's game." Oh, you're just a bad survivor. And it's like, no, the the devs really do craft it to a killer's yes. wants. Yes, but- absolutely. And and yes, it is. It's a tricky balancing act because you are like a four man squad that really really knows what they're doing. That it's just like the SEAL Team Six of yes. the game. <laughs> like we'll just we'll we'll stomp killers. Like that's just. It's four people versus one, you know, that's kind of the the, the trade-off, but like, yeah. you know, one person having an arsenal of really overpowered uh, abilities is the counter for that, but then you have to understand that not, you're never, you're almost never going to get SEAL Team 6 every time, right? That, and also, instead of being like, a boohoo to fool, like... <laughs> use your abilities to your advantage and stop getting like caught up on the fact that you can't instantly hook all four 
survivors mm-hmm. and kill them, realize that, okay, they're fucking with me. They're doing this and use their strategies against them and mm-hmm. use your abilities to your advantage. Like that's when I, when I see killers who just camp and tunnel vision, I'm like, you're a bat, like you're not good at the game. Yeah. I feel like if you're good at the game, you don't do that stuff and you still win. Yeah. I, I played, um, I played a lot of Evolve and that was very much like what Evolve evolved into as well, where it was, yeah, just the, the monsters would, especially in low ranks, which I was, I was admittedly in, I was not very good at the game, but low ranks was, there would be a meta because the, the studio would, would unbalance one character to balance it at like higher level play. Where it would just be like, okay, now Kraken's flight ability is way, is, we, we, you know, we buffed it. And then it's like, okay, cool. So now low rank is going to be exclusively flying Krakens that never, never, never touch the ground and you cannot hit. (laughs) Like, it's just like, okay, that's incredibly lame to play through. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's. Yeah, I, I I would always, I, I would always, when I played monster, which, you know, I mean, killer monster, same thing. Um. When I played Monster, I would always also play, try to, like, strategize, like, maybe not optimally, because I didn't win that much, but, like, if I was good, it would have still worked, um, but everyone that I played against would always be like, this was way more fun than any of the other matches I played, because you were actually playing the game as opposed to just using cheese strats to just try to win, and that's what I feel like the, all the Dead by Daylight like, games we played for us, it was just all cheese strats and I don't know any of the counter cheese. So I'm left. Yeah. I'm left dairy free. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a tricky balance. Like as I was mentioning last night, that was kind of the thing with Resident Evil resistance where, although with in a much shorter amount of time since that game lived and died within the span of a couple months, like six months. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, it 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 I, I I always wanted to be like a more strategic mastermind and that was always where I would get like the most satisfaction whenever I would be play yeah. as a mastermind and like And you were also always really fun to play against. It was the people that would just do the creature spam or the you know insane builds where you're just like oh god i can't i don't have a counter for this i'm not high enough level to have a counter for this well you say i looked up what swing point and tide time did this morning and copied their builds (laughs) yes yes exactly you you say i was really fun to play against but then you guys banned me from playing masterminds in private match yeah because at a certain point it just became like we couldn't i I know it was just it was giving it was shit because i'd never yeah mastermind well well, because it was like, okay, you know, who it was like, you know, there there were only four of us that were part of the core squad. So oh, we yeah. would in, invariably rotate in a fourth person who didn't play as much as us. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just like, okay, well, James is just going to win every single match. So Basically, I'm going to, I'm going to bully Q nonstop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, no offense to Q. Yeah. She was wonderful to play with, but it was just like, we can't. Yeah, I know. You know, it needs, I, know you, I know. It needs to be a squad of four people who know what they're doing. And even then you just get yeah. mastermind. And yeah. Then, and anyway, then, even, even as a survivor, we've gotten off topic, <laughs> even as a survivor, you know, it was a lot of fun, uh, until, you know, it just became nonstop creature spam. Uh, and then that was just yeah. like, Nonstop creature spam or nonstop turret spam. That was just like obscene. And like, I think Capcom had something special and they just 
kind of gave up on it too quickly. Like this could have been something that they introduced more masterminds. Like where where's the Albert Wesker mastermind? You know, where's the You're Carlos right. Oliveira survivor and you know all these different other characters that they could have implemented. I think and I think Dead by Daylight's staying power is definitely like there's there's something to it that James, you and I, I don't think have hit yet. Yeah. Right. Because it it, it is a game that's existed since 2016, right? Yeah. Maybe earlier if Banana Boat was playing in in beta. Yeah, yeah. 2016, I think, was official release, though. Yeah. So, like, yeah, obviously this game and and the fact that there's still players, even though, like, yeah, the queue times can be a little long. It's still like it's not like Evolve was a year out where it was just like three hour waits and you would maybe get one game. It's like, yeah. One of my favorite things was on release on a multiplayer game. They did not have it so you could queue with your friends. Oh no! That was an afterthought. So oh. when the game was first live released, and I was trying to play online with people, it was literally okay, guys. One, two, three, queue. No. And then you would try to hope, and you would like we would do things like everyone would put their their Steam servers in the same region, and like oh, no. try to queue oh. up together. And it was like okay, kind of. It was two of you, but if it was three, it fucking forget it. Like yeah. it was gonna be so hard to find a, a game together. And that was like a a huge thing at the beginning, where I was like. How do you release a game like this and not make it so people can queue together? Yeah. You guys made Payday and Payday 2 at this oh, point. God. You know how to do this. Oh. <laughs> they made Payday? I didn't even yes. realize. That may, you know what? That makes a lot of sense because I also didn't like Payday. I played <laughs> a couple hours of that with friends and I was just like, I, I'm not digging this. <laughs> Much like you guys, or I guess Saber specifically, have played like the plethora of ghost hunting games because of the genre being such a touch to your heart. I loving asymmetrical. I've played so many of them, especially after Dead by Daylight, and I've kickstarted a ton as well, like Hide or Die. Oh uh, last year, The Nightmare was another one um, yeah. that I kickstarted. And Bananabo, you and I are like, like exact opposite ends of like the same exact <laughs> i i love asymmetrical horror and that's why i got so into evolve even though it like didn't it, it, it didn't reciprocate my feelings you know and then after <laughs> after evolve kind of tanked i had a bunch of friends who i would play with who moved on to like dead by daylight or the jason game or like a bunch of other things and i was just kind of like I can't do this again. <laughs> I can't get my heart broken again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, in some ways, I want to tell you that you made a good decision because <laughs> I am a scorned lover to Dead by Daylight. Oh. <laughs> After like thousands of hours in that game, I don't even want to look at how long I've really put into that because it, it's a lot oh and gosh. it just will make me angry. Mm -hmm. um, but I think my point that I was going to get to overall is like, I, I have played a lot. I've played the Friday the 13th, the Jason game that you're talking about, like mm -hmm. home sweet home deceit, like yeah. all these asymmetrical horror games and time and time again, um, all bugs aside, it always boils down to balancing. Like they, they yep. for whatever reason with this, it's such a great idea, but then always a shit execution. They just, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what the answer is either. I'm not going to pretend that there's some easy answer. Mm. Um, and I'm sure it's really Definitely hard not. trying yeah. to find a balance, but I think like I mean, clearly none of none of these people working on these games are are bad at their jobs. It's just it's no, a no, very not complicated at all. problem. <laughs> it is. It like as a player, personally as a player, my big gripe that I ended up having with Dead by Daylight specifically was 
the fact that it w- it's been so skewed for so long and they would just p- keep pumping out new stuff for the killers, continuing the skewingness, and then just skins. And I'm just kind of like... And then I, uh, at one point, I because they used to do Twitch shows where they the devs would sit down and talk about their game. And some of the head devs like admitted, they're like, well, I've actually haven't played the game. And mm-hmm. after seeing that, I was kind of like, I'm admitting Spleenway, it's so <laughs> unbalanced. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's just kind of discouraging as a player to just see that and mm-hmm. be like, come on, man, yeah. I put so much time into this. <laughs> yeah. I love this game. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, it balancing is really hard. Yeah. I, I, For sure. I, I want to play more of it. It just doesn't like me at the moment. And it's frustrating. Yeah. I, like I said earlier, it, there is a hump um, that I think may, once you get past and you understand the cheese, but then at the end of the day, it's like, you may end up being like, well, now this is boring. Whereas sure. before it was frustrating yeah. and annoying, and now I'm just bored. <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's just the grind, and it's like, eh, mm-hmm. all right. I, I, I wanna, I wanna stick with it, just because I was that asshole who decided being like, there. I see Silent Hill and Resident Evil. I'm gonna spend money on these fucking skins. So I just don't want them to go. Yeah. Against. Yeah. Well, you kind of, you kind of pushed all of us into. <laughs> yeah. Into into play with me now. Play with <laughs> me. Like, I need people right, to right. play with. Um, all right. I, I mean, I will, I will gladly keep going with you, um, just to you know, because I, I like hanging out with you and I like playing with you. But if if you were like cat, are you gonna play more on your own? No, probably yeah, not. I know that. Hey, I I bought the hell priest and y'all are ducking me. <laughs> y'all are scared. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't want to. I want to stop coming. <laughs> After a very long I hiatus, you come. I'm I'm willing to play some games with you guys just because oh, it'd be fun to play with you. Um, that being said, I the other day was going to join James and I had to patch because I haven't played in so long and my update was 54 gigabytes. So oh that gives you an idea of how long Holy it's been. Shit. Yeah, I but have, I, I want to play with you, girl. Yeah. I am a scorned lover, but as you yeah. know, those one am text is you up. Bring me in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I bought I Dead by Daylight. Cat and I bought Dead by Daylight because of you, Banana, two years ago. And just we never yeah, got we talked about it at work. Somehow. No, I what she would talk about you guys playing the Resident Evil one. I was like, oh, I played Dead by Daylight, and we'd yeah. like kind of you know, yeah. bond over that, and we'd be like, we should play together, and I would just end up watching you guys stream it. Mm-hmm. Which was yeah, great. But, but genuinely, we were like, oh, we should, like, we were like, we should at some point, because Banana Boat knows Dead by Daylight, so she could be, like, our guide yeah. through it. But I think part of that was why I was like, well, I'm not going to really push him to play it. <laughs> <laughs> as, fair, I queue, as I queue up. <laughs> and then, I, I guess, the, the only last thing I've, I've been doing, and I, I do this multiple times, so it's nothing noteworthy, is I, I've just been currently re-watching the entirety of uh, Red Letter Media's Best of the Worst. It's a time sink <laughs> because there's uh, 119 videos in the Best mm-hmm. of the Worst playlist, but there's so many choice moments and there's so many just god-awful yeah. fucking movies that they sit through that are just bafflingly I- bad. Yeah, I watch a lot of um, I watch a lot of Red Letter Media like to fall asleep too because it's really yeah. the soothing tones it's, of Rich Evans. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 
great. They're they're great. They're fun. It's a nice it's a nice podcasty atmosphere that's just like yeah. yeah. Also some some jokes. It's good. I go. I it's go either this. that or, or riff tracks. So or yeah. this or this. <laughs> yeah. Or corpse party apparently. Oh no no I pay attention to corpse party. Hell yeah you do. Yeah. That's not second monitor content. <laughs> exactly. How else? How else would I see EDM BDSM Nana twirling across the screen? <laughs> Lee, yeah. Lee, send me BDSM Nana so I can maybe implement it in the podcast. I'm not doing that, but. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So I guess yeah. This this should wrap it up. Let's do the outros. Banana, since you're the guest, go go first. What what what? Where can we find you? What content do you do? Um, twitch.tv slash banana boat. I stream when I feel like it. So good luck yeah. if you show up and you catch it. Congratulations. Um, also, I'm on Twitter, twitter.slash Ashley Devane. You won't skip much other than some sweet retweets, but <laughs> if that's your thing, it'll be on your timeline. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, Hell some, yeah. and some cute dogs. Yeah, and cute dogs. I see. I- I see the Zeno. Oh yeah, dog photos. Yeah, of my boys. <laughs> uh, I am once again Cat Attack, aka the Attack Cat, on Twitch. Uh, you know, streaming every once in a while. I think we're gonna over this long weekend. We might try to kick off the next Holmes game. We'll see if I have time. Um, and yeah, you can also catch me. Getting ganked by killers on James's streams. Yeah. And uh, this has been your boy, your favorite Cenobite pain daddy, Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. Uh, you can find my shit currently inactive over at twitch.tv slash Valley Jester. Uh, I've not had the time to get on and stream, but we will uh, be getting back to it with uh, FF7 Remake on PC. And uh, you of course, my website, uh, LeeAlderCreative.com, where I would have had some new content, but it was all on a laptop that got stolen by some uh, skis bag in, uh, in my neighborhood. So um, yeah. updates will be coming to that uh, when I have the will to, uh, to rewrite these projects. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, dude. Yeah, it's a eh. fuck situation, but hopefully that gets sorted out soon. Uh, oh, there's no sorting out to occur. Well, I know. But... I, I mean, your will, I mean... Oh, that's never coming back. (laughs) My will is long dead. Um, Well, with that depressing note, which is a fitting segue. (laughs) um, Yeah, this James, a.k.a. Saber0307. You can catch me on Twitch at the same or on YouTube uh, with the same. Um, Stream frequently. Been putting off all the extra life shit and the other back to ghoul shit, which needs to get finished, but I'm too preoccupied as a fucking stupid goddamn magpie by shiny objects and ghost hunting games. Uh, and with, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, and with that, um, y'all take care of yourselves, stay safe, be excellent to each other, and just always remember that um, evil dies tonight. Oh, God. And don't steal shit. Spoiler steal alert. Shit. Yeah. E- evil didn't die tonight. It dies a year from now, maybe. But not really, because they said they're gonna make more. And also, everybody get fucked. This is a real ghost town. A real ghost town is this place. It is a smorgasbord of evil. This lockdown 
We're gonna be stranded in the middle of absolute nowhere. 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 Look at my body. My body. My body. My body. My body. The energy first went through my body, bro. My body. My body. My body. My body. Dude. 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 Go right through my body. It's a weirdness in the air right now in here, and I can't explain it. And I just feel weird. I feel weird. All of us are holding our cameras at the same time, bro. 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 You coming at me? That, you jumble it all together, is a great big ball of darkness, death, and haunting. There are hundreds. There's hundreds. 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 Whoa. That right there is what I'm feeling. Dude. That right there is a spirit going through My here. body. My body. Whoa. My body. Dude. My body. Look at my body. I'm gonna whisper right now because we are in the middle of nowhere. You have reached your final destination. Hell. 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 Just in case. My body. Machete. My body. Something up. Like breaking the seal to my body. My body. My body. <laughs> my body. Yes. My body. Yes! My body. <laughs> my body. Oh my god! Show yourself. Bro, there's hundreds. Show bro, yourself to that hundreds, camera. Bro, yeah, bro, taunting you. Hundreds, bro, what are you hundreds, gonna do about bro, it? Hundreds. Come on! Oh my god, dude. Hundreds. Bro, there's hundreds. Bro. Try and find some buildings and go in them. Go in them. Go in them. If you get lost, just keep going. Go in them. Go in them. Go in them. Very bad things occur. My body. 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 Go right through my body. Out of nowhere. Dude, that's pretty dangerous, man. That's why I'm gonna do it.